Regis, where police have been attempting a crackdown on nuisance bikes. More from you and Duncan. Houghton Chargers Cricket Club wants the police to turn up promptly to a 999 call if motorcyclists ride across the pitch during a match. The club can't afford to pay for a security presence at its games. But Houghton Regis Town Council funds several hours of targeted police patrols which aim to benefit the local community and is trying to help out. A Bedfordshire police spokeswoman said officers can't provide private event security and says they'll continue to work with the club. Leading doctors and academics have attacked proposals to put millions more people on statins to guard against stroke and heart disease. Their open letter says the draft NHS guidelines may grossly underestimate the side effects. The Home Office has acknowledged that the number of passport applications is at its highest for 12 years, but it's denied reports of a giant backlog. The Civil Servants Union says as many as half a million applications are waiting to be processed. The passport office says it's working seven days a week and has drafted in extra staff to deal with a surge in demand. Luton Borough Council is funding various projects across the town after a budget underspend of £4 million. These include £300,000 for the restoration of Wardown Park suspension bridge and £600,000 on road repairs. Council leader Hazel Simmons says they're also starting an in-house social lettings agency to help those in bed and breakfast accommodation. Homelessness is a big issue for the town as we, you well know, and uh, this is an opportunity to look seriously at how we can improve that situation. Police have released a CCTV image of a man following the theft of two charity boxes from pubs in Hertfordshire on Friday. The pubs were the Robin Hood in Brook Street in Berkhamstead and the Bell in Tring High Street. A man was stopped by staff trying to steal a charity box from the Georgian Dragon in Northchurch High Street on the same day. In sport, Danny Welbeck is an injury down for England's World Cup opener against Italy on Saturday. The FA will give a fitness update later today. If the Manchester United striker is ruled out, it will increase the chances of Liverpool's Raheem Sterling facing the Italians. The weather, dry, warm and sunny, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. There are some lovely walks around here, you know, the local parks. It's all about where you live. Got everything there, all my infrastructure, all the families around here. And all this week, we're featuring Abbott Langley. I think that it's a vibrant village, that it still has an awful lot going for it. I never fail to be impressed by the smiles that I get in the high street. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll start the show in a second, I fancy a bit of this. This is, a, this is a song, guys. This is for you, Matt. He's singing Little Sparrow. We couldn't find that, but how about this, you typewritist? Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Service and devotion You would think that I Would deserve a 
watch him shatter You're just a step on the boss man's ladder But you got dreams he'll never take away In the same boat with a lot of your friends Waiting for the day your ship will come in And the tide's gonna turn and it's all gonna roll your way Working nights to goodbye start the show. We need more songs with clarinets in. It's always been my dream to have a troupe of clarinetists in the studio with me. I just, I'm just putting it out there, guys. We could, we could squirt, squeeze 15 in here. Wouldn't that be wonderful? All playing different songs. All playing different songs. I've had way too much night nurse for my own good. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up on the show today, bed blocking, pitch wrecking and speed humping. Not what you think, not what you think. If you want to get in touch, you can. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm not going to deny you the pleasure if you want to get in touch. You know, you're more than welcome to. More than welcome to. Give me a call or a text or you could go on the internet. Now, back in... Sorry? On... What's the number? I don't know. Now, back in December, we told you the story of 82-year-old Joan Parker. She'd had a fall ten months previously and had spent almost the entire year living at Milton Keynes Hospital while the authorities looked for more suitable accommodation. It was an extreme case, but it would seem she's not alone. In fact, Age UK says there's been a marked increase in the number of pensioners being kept in hospital while decisions are made about their future. Stephen Lowe is the charity's policy advisor. Morning, Steve. Good morning. Uh, we'll get to the human impact in a minute, but this must be costing the NHS a fortune. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's really... The, the, I suppose the significance of the story is, is that we've seen huge cuts to social services over the last five years, and that at a time when um, the number of older people have been increasing. You know, we've seen social services cut, funding cut by about 27%. Now, this is, this is obviously caused, you know, vast problems for older people losing services, not getting basic support in their own home. Um, it's led to increases in the, in the number of falls and people going into hospital. Um, but what this report re- reveals really is that it's all for nothing, really, because we're not actually 
saving money by doing this. Most, for the most part, we're actually just transferring the expenditures of the NHS. In the case uh, that we featured on this show of Joan Parker uh, from Milton Keynes, when alternative accommodation was found, Joan and her family said it was unsuitable, refused mm-hmm. to budge, and an eviction notice was served. I suppose the longer uh, older people stay in hospital, the more used to it they become. Well, absolutely, and um, I mean that's another worrying thing about about this report is the number of older people who are, are waiting in hospital, and, and we found for an average of thirty days. Now, a few years back, under the, under a previous government, I, there was a pledge that nobody would go go straight from hospital to a care home because people should get um, rehabilitation and reablement first to make sure to, to see if they can go home, which is after all what most people want to do. Um, clearly, that that's not happening. Is there any sign that this might change soon? Um, well, we would. It won't. It's not it's difficult to see how it's going to change if we can. If we carry on making cuts to social services, um, and one answer to that would be um, if the NHS was to put more money into the kind of reablement and, and services that would enable people to go back to their own homes. But, um, I mean, we've, we've just had a new piece of legislation, a new Care Act, which gives local authorities a duty to ensure that there's sufficient services in, the, in their area. Um, so that that should go a long way to solving the problem, but it's obviously going to be difficult for local authorities to do if their funding's well, being cut. Well, exactly. The funding's being cut everywhere, isn't it? So, so yeah. the, 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 everyone's kind of struggling a bit, really. Where, yeah. where would you suggest the money comes from? Um, well, partly from the NHS putting more money into rehabilitation, uh, both to help people to leave hospital and to make sure that people don't bounce back into hospital um, within a few months, because we've also seen an increase in, in, in that. Um, but I, do, I mean, I, I think we've just got to recognise that, that if you've got a, a situation where the number of very old people over 80 and over 85 is increasing, you, you can't cut social care by 27%. Steve, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. That's Stephen Lowe, Age UK uh, Policy Advisor. 08459 455 
loving that. 08459 555. Uh, let's use this opportunity to say good morning to the team. Let's start with morning. Kelly. Let's start with Kelly. Good morning, Princess. Mm. Catherine? Yep. What? Morning. Um, is my mic working now? Yes, it is. Thanks, boss. Uh, well, you're welcome. And uh, Lockers is in. Matt Lockwood. Little sparrow, little sparrow, fly so high in the sky. Martin. Thanks, Matt. That was absolutely beautiful. He's been singing that all morning. Why? Why have you been singing about um, Tiny Sparrows? It's my favourite Dolly Parton record. But he only knows those but two lines. I only know those two lines. Wow, you must really like that record. But why does she like sparrows? Well, why do you like songs about sparrows? Do they have sparrows in America? Yes. It's not really about sparrows. It's about Is a little child, a little waif. See, I never get the meaning of the songs. I'm just very superficial with songs. Which is why you two are kind of on the radio and producing, because I have no idea, really. Oh. Well, Matt, that's a wonderful insight into your head. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit anxious this morning as well, because I, I don't know if I... I don't care. my dog. I don't Can care. I shut my dog? I don't care. Well, I'm anxious about it. What, your house door? Yeah. You know, you do things, but you don't think about doing them. You yeah. just do them automatically. You and then you think, house did I turn the iron off? Did I shut the door? Did I shut the windows? Morning. What's, what, 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 what you've done? I know, this is terrible, isn't it? It's still going. I know. So you're going to shut the mic you and, and I've morning. got to live with this for yeah. the rest of the morning. Yeah, good luck with that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 heading clockwise. There's one lane blocked at the moment between Junction 23 for the A1M and Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. There's a broken down vehicle there causing the problems. In Elstree, the A5183 at the moment's closed, just near to the Radlett Golf Course. Now that's due to an accident that happened last night. Still closed off this morning though. Taking a look at the trains, delays of up to 15 minutes on First Capital Connect. That's at London Bridge. There's a signalling problem there. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Where's Glossop? Just <sighs> not well. Well, uh, she sounded fine yesterday. Oh, could have been a good night then. Yeah, I think she's been on the old source. Anyway, Nicola, I'm glad you're here. You're my favourite. Uh, oh, I bet you say that to all the girls. I do, actually, yes, that's correct. That's correct. Right, 6.16, it's Wednesday the 11th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A charity is warning of a marked rise in the length of time elderly people are held up in hospital while they wait for social care. Age UK says delays have cost the NHS over £500 million since 2010. A Bedfordshire cricket club whose matches have been disrupted by youths riding motorcycles across the pitch says it's been told to pay if it wants security at matches. And the Home Office has acknowledged that the number of passport applications is at its highest for 12 years, but it's denied reports of a giant backlog. BBC Three Counties Radio. Baby, 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 it starts tomorrow. This is it, Brazil 2014. The one we've all been waiting for. Steven Gerrard. Ronaldo. Mason Ursel. Messi. Neymar. A Copa do Mundo no Brasil. Starts tomorrow across the BBC. So we're doing the obviously we're a workplace, so we have to have a football sweepstake. I'm in I'm in the football sweepstake. Ben was running it. You put a quid in an envelope, you put your hand in the envelope, you pull out a piece of paper with a country on. 
Have you, are you doing the football sweepstake, Catherine? Well, I mean, I, I had a moment of hope where I thought I was, but I got South Korea, so not really, no. <laughs> I've got a good one. I'll take uh, Kels. Ghana. <laughs> I didn't even know they played football. Uh, well, um, still Ma- not sure if they do. Matt. No, I'm fed up with the World Cup already. But, hang on, it's, it starts tomorrow, mate. And I am. I've got. Uh, ooh, dear. I've got World Cup on fever. On the tube, they're going to broadcast updates during the World Cup as well. So if you're, you know, trying to get the Jubilee line to Canary Wharf, you'll be able to know the scores. Yeah. it's just overkill. Okay, I got Russia. Right. You look Russian. Thank you. I feel it, I feel it. You look young. Have you cut your hair again? (laughs) Oh, what is this? Let's all uh, massage Ian's back, guys, anyone? We want you back on Monday, don't we, so... Okay, I see what you're doing. Thank you very very, much. Wow, why do you want him back on Monday? You've got the A-team in tomorrow. You know that Cass presenting tomorrow and Friday. Really? Oh, yeah. That's news to me. Didn't know? Yeah. Did you think you were up for the gig, Matt? Not a chance. Not a chance. Although after Thursday you might be. So, Kath, Mm. feeling a bit nervous? No, I'm fine. Why did you rub your hands together? That's what people do. That's what people keep doing They keep going up to her and annoying her. Feeling a bit nervous. I used to present a show every day and not think twice about it. But since people have started coming up to me and rubbing their hands, now I feel a little bit... Kath, I used to listen to that show before I worked here. And you still came. And I loved it. Catherine, listen, Catherine Boyle is presenting the show tomorrow and Friday. Paul Scoynes is producing. Despite that, I still think it, you're going to do a cracking job. I'm going to be I'll listening. I'll do a job. No, Whether it's, it's cracking be... or not is up to everyone else. I'm going to be listening to that, oh, I think. Yeah. He was asking people, oh. Paul Scoynes, yesterday about a will. Do you know anyone who can draw up a will? That wasn't to do with him producing me. No, well, I just I want to say. OK, well, let's, let's, I would imagine a solicitor might be able to... Uh, Help him on that. I fancy a little bit of um, soft rocking. Roll them sleeves up. Sleeves are getting rolled up, baby. Matt, please. Um, you're gonna. Can you just t- when the, that light's on, he doesn't have to. Oh, for
Hey, Matt! Good to see you singing along there, man. Oh, I didn't know it. My mic was there. OK, good lad. Now, at the start of the week, we spoke to the captain of a cricket club that plays in Houghton Regis, or at least it tries to play, because for some time, kids on motorbikes have been using their pitch as an off-road track, and they don't give a monkeys whether there's a game on or not. Well, when we caught up with Houghton Chargers captain Aziz Chowdhury earlier this week, he mentioned something that we thought, well, no, no, he's got this wrong, there's, there's no way this can be right. He said they were being asked to pay for police to tackle the problem. But we've seen the emails. And it turns out he was right. Morning, Aziz. Morning, Ian. To be honest, sir, when you mentioned this the other day, I thought, come on now, he's had a few too many um, ales after the the cricket. But this is is true, isn't it, that uh, they want to charge you to come and police your cricket matches? Yeah, that's right, you know. uh, I was a bit shocked as well, like, uh, once I received the email. Uh, I understand, obviously, council might be... uh, having limited resources and police is also stretched uh, also stretched uh, <laughs> what's wrong with just calling the police when the bikes turn up why don't you you know if the game's on then you see some idiots you dial 999 yeah yeah uh, I think what we have done is uh, uh, we give the compl- we handed over our letter to com- police that if any incident happen can they turn can they come to the pitch quickly? Yeah. And they said that they cannot guarantee that. They cannot guarantee that they can come quickly, you know, means, uh, because uh, it depends. Uh, yeah. So what... I understand that the local council is funding um, the extra effort because they're making more of an effort, aren't they, please, to, 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 to make the community feel safe. But from the look of the emails, they don't think it's fair to concentrate the attention on one specific area, which is why you might have to put your hands in your pockets. How, how much would this cost? Well, uh, they, they mentioned that, that for us, like, if we want police presence at Houghton Charges, uh, we need to pay 30 to 35 pounds per hour per person. So let's say if, uh, if the um, match is eight hours, yeah, and then obviously that will cost us uh, 240 to 280. So I reckon might be the same cost to the council, but I'm not sure, you know. Yeah. Do you think these kids would do this if you had more community support? May, may, uh, perhaps they're taking advantage of the fact that you don't you don't get many spectators, do you? Yeah, I think might be that's another uh, um, uh, thing that uh, if we have a more uh, local uh, community come turn turn up uh, to watch the match, so might be uh, these kids. Uh, you know, won't uh, disrupt these games. You know, so I would really request. Uh, local community to come and watch our games. Yeah. When's your next cricket match, as is? Uh, our home one will be on 21st of June. Yeah. And we play both sat- uh, Sunday and Saturday. So, but the the league, the Saturday league, uh, give us a warning to suspend us if uh, this thing happens, You know. Yeah. Is it? Is there not a way you can put those um, spikes? Around the cricket pitch, you know the no, ones we, to, so, know, so we, they'll burst their tyres. We not put the spikes, but what we do is we put the temporary fence, like ah. we put the rods, and uh, you know we tie up the ro- uh, rope uh, around it. Yeah. So it's clear that there's a game going on, even for the trespassers and the, the 
Other, you know, it's very clear the game is on. There is yeah. a boundary line there, and there is a temporary fence. So that shows that the game is on. So no need to go in that area. But they yeah. they ignore that, do they? Yeah, yeah. That's what do they... you think it's fair that you're being asked to pay up to thirty five pounds per hour per officer to police your your cricket matches? Uh, I don't think so. It's fair because. Uh, this is, uh, you know, council and police. This is some kind of antisocial behaviour. So it's the council and police uh, uh, responsibility to uh, take actions if uh, such incidents happen. So uh, unfortunately, we will be victim of this. Uh, so I would uh, say that counts. This is unfair. Yeah. As is, do you think that the police are letting down uh, you, your community, and cricket in general? Oof. To be very honest, I can't uh, comment uh, because I don't know what their priorities are, what their, uh, you know, like uh, resources are. But uh, what my point is that this is one of very important thing in the local community we're trying to bring. So please help us and support us in this, you know. Well, as is, as you know, we are fully behind you and um, yeah. hopefully, you know, something will change as a result of you coming on the show. And I appreciate your time this yeah. morning. Thank you. OK, thank you. Yeah. As is, thank you very much indeed. As is Chowdhury. Houghton Charges Captain 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 heading clockwise, one lane block still because of a broken down vehicle. That's between Junction 23 for the A1M and Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. In Elstree, the A5183 at the moment's closed just by the Radley Golf Course. Now that's due to an accident that happened, so closing that off since last night. Taking a look so far, the trains delays have up to about 15 minutes on First Capital Connect. That's at London Bridge because of a signalling problem. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A charity is warning of a marked rise in the length of time elderly people are held up in hospital while they wait for social care. Age UK says delays have cost the NHS over £500 million since 2010. A Bedfordshire cricket club whose matches have been disrupted by youths riding motorbikes across the pitch says it's been told to pay if it wants security at matches. Houghton Chargers play on the green in Houghton Regis where police have been attempting a crackdown on nuisance bikes. And the Home Office has acknowledged that the number of passport applications is at its highest for 12 years but it's denied reports of a giant backlog three county sports bbc three counties radio Danny Welbeck is an injury doubt for England's World Cup opener against Italy on Saturday. The FA will give a fitness update later today. If the Manchester United striker is ruled out, it will increase the chances of Liverpool winger Raheem Sterling facing the Italians. Ian Dennis is with the squad in Brazil. Danny Welbeck didn't complete yesterday's training session, but the nature of the injury isn't yet clear. If it was a hamstring, then a lot depends on the extent. A slight pull is a matter of days, a partial tear, or indeed a complete tear, and then it's a question of weeks or months. Yesterday, like today, was an intensive session before the squad flies onto Manaus on Thursday. Any squad has until 24 hours before their opening match to replace a player if 
It's a serious injury. Elsewhere, Cristiano Ronaldo confirmed his fitness by helping Portugal to a 5-1 friendly win over the Republic of Ireland. Andy Murray will begin his grass court season against Paul-Henri Matthew at the pre-Wimbledon Aegon Championships today. Murray, who appointed Amelie Maresmo as his new coach on Sunday, has won the Queen's Club tournament three times. In boxing, a date of July the 12th has been set for the fight between Watford heavyweight Anthony Joshua and Bedford's Matt Skelton. The Olympic gold medalist will face the veteran in Liverpool and says it will be another step up in class. Yeah, it's a gradual uh, gradual step up. Um, it's going to be interesting. Matt Skelton is a veteran of the sport, so he should cause me a few problems. I'm expecting some close fighting, you know, and not in the sense that we're going to stand and swing, but like I'm going to be confident in range, defending and countering. Playing a fight about running, you know, we're going to get it on, I think. And in cricket's minor counties championship, Bedfordshire drew with Suffolk at Luton, but Hertfordshire lost by six wickets to Cambridgeshire at Hartford. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. My, um... My eyes are doing the electric boogaloo in my head. Are they? Yeah, they really are. I've got a sore throat, okay. Um, it sounds good. It does, yeah, doesn't it, does. it sound great? Uh, and I may, I may have had a little bit too much of a very strong cough medicine last night. I, I had a whole bottle. No, you didn't. I, I almost... There were, I, not, you had a lot. I, Let's not give specific quantities. Okay. People who might use you as an example. Don't, please. <laughs> yeah. Do as I say... Um, don't do as he says either. No, do what I do. do. No, don't do what he does. Do me. <laughs> Dooby dooby doo. I don't know. Anyway, either way, don't pull that. It's I really make, want to. Can don't I? pull it. It's going to make a noise. I know, but I can't do this. Who have you had in here before me, Kelly? I've had nobody in here. Now, Catherine is joining me. The presence of another. Thank you. <laughs> Catherine has joined me in the studio. Yeah. To look through the papers, but Matt's in the other studio to look through the papers. Morning, Matt. Morning. What have you found in the papers? I, I found a new picture of Anthea Turner, and it's Anthea Turner with a new hairstyle, and it says that she's gone for a frizzy look, um, which makes her look a bit like Shaggy. Um, I don't know what's going on with this hair. Look at this hair. Oh, yeah. It's all wrong. All wrong. Looks a bit 80s. But uh, uh, the one who's com- commenting on this is Anne Whittacombe. I mean, she can speak, can't she? I mean, yes, yeah, so that's my first story. What's your second? My second story is on a couple of pages further. Red meat raises the risk of breast cancer by a quarter. What? But it's just like every time you open the paper, you have a health story. I mean, where do they get these facts from? Doctors? Really? Well, you read the rest of the article and it'll tell you where they got that from. <sighs> right, here we have go. Look, I'm, look, I'm gonna look. right one. No, first paragraph, no. Second paragraph, no. Third paragraph, no. Fourth paragraph, no. A team of researchers. Oh, yeah, well, there you pr- go. Probably there working you for go. some of these vegetarians. Matt, have you, have you ever listened to the paper review bit before? Yes. OK, we tend to kind of go for slightly more light-hearted... Right. Well, I'm less cancerous like, stories. Anthea Turner was light-hearted. Well, it was very light-hearted. I, yeah. I still don't know what to do with that story, do you? <laughs> what, Anthea Turner? Yeah. When have you had Quite a bad visual. hair day? Oh, yeah. Call me uh, now. Have you experimented with a different look? Did it work out for you? The <laughs> <laughs> thing is, he's not saying that to you. That's how he has a conversation. Yeah. He's in the pub. Yeah. Well, Matt, Matt we'll, we'll come back to you in a second. Keep looking. What do you think of Anthea Turner? 
Is that to me? Because you're not looking at me, so I'm assuming it is. <laughs> it's to you, to the listener, to everybody. I bet she's a really nice woman. I'm sure she is. I used to like Anthea Turner. Why Lupita, don't you like her now? Tracy Island. I mean, I made her Tracy Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Did you make Anthea Turner's Tracy Island? No. 08459 We won't get any calls on that. You might do. We won't. You will. We won't. One call. If it's just one call. Yeah, we won't get any. Come on, did you make Anthea no, Turner's Tracy say, Island? Just say just it again. Just call in and make it up if you He's did. He's going to keep saying it until you ring. Catherine, what have you found in the papers? Um, someone fell over. Um, in front of President Obama. Oh, dear. Hoops-a-daisy. Star-struck basketballer Stephanie Dolson tumbles off a podium after she meets US President Barack Obama. She's 22 and 6 foot 5, so people noticed. 6 foot 5? Yep, she was at the White House. Oh, for goodness sake, it was a big moment. They're all standing there, and the rest of the team from the University of Connecticut, and, uh, yeah, she came a cropper. Mr Obama went to her aid, which must have been a tall order, says the son. We've done this before. Remember, we got what some. Fallen off. No, tall women. All right, let's uh, do what you've fallen off. Okay, what have you fallen off? I fell off. Um, well, I fell off a stair yesterday. Did you? Yeah, I fell off a stair. I'm always falling over. What? Always falling over. Um, I was at a christening and uh, fell off the. Um, what's it called? The dais. No, you go up to the go the up altar, the aisle. The altar. The altar. Yeah, yeah. I fell off the altar in front of everybody. Wow. Bad. Ever fallen off anything, Matt? No, I'm just looking at another story. Oh. How Aldi smashed up my car. The end of that story, Catherine. Thanks. (laughs) What what, what happened to your car, Matt? This woman, how Aldi smashed up my car and dumped it in a bush. In a what? In a bush. In a what? In In a a bush. bush. In a what? In In a a bush. In a bush. A bush. A bush. In a bush. In a bush. Yeah. I have to read the whole story now. This is how it works, doesn't it? You read a couple of paragraphs. Uh, it's just, not. I just it's like not, the headlines. Sorry, That's just a good headline, isn't it? It's it? not a new concept. This this has been done elsewhere before. But you, you it's can't. It's a good headline. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good headline. Um, page twenty six of the Sun. George, Prince George, the baby George. That's not the son you've got in front of you. No, no. I've got it here. There we go. Right. Joy George. Yeah. Don't encourage him. So they've 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 come up with a baby that looks like. Why well, does uh, it look like Prince him? It looks George. like a baby. Um, but fair play. Apparently, he's a royal lookalike in that he looks like a baby. What? It is a baby. It's not he's, just a man that looks like a baby. He's got a topic. I can topic see a topic coming here. So, if you've got a baby, <laughs> what does it look like? What does it look like? Oh wait, four five nine four. I think that's a good one. My baby looks <laughs> a bit like me. Right, I'm going to play a record. Yep. I'm going to explain how this works. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Go on then. Yeah. Do you like a bit of Tina Turner? Yeah. Simply the best. Steam of windows, um, the song. Schoolhouse in house. Uh, we don't need another hero. Well, look at these babies. Look at these eyes.
I did not know what this song was about, Catherine. Thanks well, for explaining it. Properly, no, did I you? didn't. I thought she was because in no, I did listen. Uh, the, in the video for this, the steamy windows are in a house. I'm sure. Probably easier to get your uh, film crew in there. Yeah, not a the car. Back of a Fiat. So it's about dogging. Well, it's about outdoor having a rest from driving. Oh, blimey. You know, sometimes just, there's I mean, too many people breathing in the car. I think if you have access to a room, why not just go to a room? In a car. My car's filthy at the moment. <laughs> Seriously, you get a Ginster's package <laughs> stuck to you. Matt, uh, looking at the papers with us, what you got, Matt? Uh, page 21 of the Daily Mail. Nice one, thank you. Uh, Catherine, what have you found? All manner of stuff. I'm a bit worried about this um, passport thing. Oh, go Personally on. worried. Oh, there's a huge backlog of passports. Because my eldest has just turned five, and so her baby passport's run out. It doesn't look like her anymore. In fact, she could um, be anybody. Yeah. So we've had to get her a new passport, and we put it in two weeks ago before this all came out, that apparently they're not going through as fast as usual. I heard this story on the way in and there were lots of families going, oh no, well we have, we have had to cancel our holidays. And I just thought, yeah, tough. You should have sent off earlier. Should have done. You should have sent off earlier. We only decided we... Oh, my sister's not listening. She won't be. She's in America. Yeah, but she might be. She well, misses me. Oh, <laughs> come on, mate. She really That's does. What she, I mean, she said I'm a very that. missable person. Um, you need a passport, you need yeah, it sharpish. We, we, we need to sort this out. And then when the passport comes, we need to sort out that thing, that estimate. Kids' passports are weird, because my boy's four. So is it five, you'll get a new one, is it? Yeah. He's well, four. it's a renewal. I think it qualifies okay. as a renewal. Uh, four. So he's four. He's still, it's a picture of him as a six-month-old yeah. baby. Looks nothing like him. I don't look anything like him. It's anyway. a baby. And last time I went to America, she was, you know, she was, it was last year. Uh, and the bloke at, um, uh, what's it called? Customs. Oh, yeah. Said, so who are these guys? Didn't want us to speak. Yeah. Oh, she's a very shy person. Obviously, they were just testing to make sure that we were her parents and yeah. we weren't rustling around the country. She didn't want to speak to them. And so we found ourselves doing what, what a guilty person would do is, go tell him, tell him we're mummy and daddy. Yeah. Tell, tell him. But she's just a very shy person. Matt, what you got? Uh, this is another story here. Um, oh, I'm torn between two stories now. Four in ten of us don't care about England's World Cup chances. And I think if you're I'm being, one of the four. Right. If you're being really truthful, you may say, oh, I wish England would win. Oh, I'd, you know, but you don't really care, do you? Only fo- genuine football fans really care See, about England winning the World I, Cup. I think the World Cup is, is unique in that um, uh, it's the one time that people who are casual football mm. fans yep. care. So yep. you, what you've said, you're agreeing with me, but it's different to what you just said. Or do they really care? Someone I well, know who knows about football told me that real football fans don't follow England. If you've got a decent football team that you follow, you're not bothered about England. England's just kind of a tournament. I don't sport. think if we say... Yeah, exactly. No, hang on. really bothered. No, hang on. She, but I think that's, again, that's contradicting what you said, isn't it? No. I said that we, we, don't, we don't really care, do we? No, you... No, that's don't not, try and contradict me, Ian. No, that's not what you said. Don't try and show me up on air. No, no I'm not. I'm just, no, it's not what you said. No, you are. You are. You need to listen to the conversation. You Replay said. the tape. You said. We haven't got. What, tape? Have you got some tape? Hey, guys, <laughs> don't fight. I've got an idea of how we can turn this around. Yeah, right. go on. Let's go do on. flag spot. Where right. have you seen England flag, flags already out? Oh, there's a picture. I haven't got the papers. They've got a picture here, look. Yep. This house covered in England flags. Yeah, no need for that. Is it really? Come on. I mean, look at that. That is ridiculous. You can't see out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't seven, need to count them 12, all. There's a lot. 13, 14. 15, Let's do flag spot. Oh, eight, yeah. four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Where have you ever seen a flag? An it, England flag. Oh. Not just any old flag. Okay, where and when have you ever seen an England flag? Out and someone's wh- window. And when did your car last break down? What? That's the now to do with it. No, never story. To the moon and back, Volvo clocks 5,700 
Now, 575,000 miles without a breakdown. So, I mean, I, my car hasn't broken down for a while. Um, he bought it when he had done an already an impressive 170,000 miles when most drivers would consider it scrap-worthy. Six years on, Simon Marshall is still driving his second-hand Volvo after clocking up another 405,000 miles and has never had a breakdown. The V10 D5 SE... I'll stop myself and bore myself now, actually. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London-bound looking very heavy at the moment, just around Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, rather heavy at the moment between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also looking heavy on the M25 anti-clockwise between 17 at Maple Cross and 16 the M40. Just getting in that in Elstree, the A5183 has now been reopened. That was due to an earlier accident. And on the trains, delays of up to 15 minutes on First Capital Connect. That's at London Bridge because of a signalling problem. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. Morning. This is BBC Three Counties Radio at 6.46. These are your headlines on Wednesday the 11th of June. A charity is warning of a marked rise in the length of time elderly people are held up in hospital while they wait for social care. Age UK says delays have cost the NHS over £500 million since 2010. A Bedfordshire cricket club whose matches have been disrupted by youths riding motorbikes across the pitch says it's been told to pay if it wants security at matches. And the Home Office has acknowledged that the number of passport applications is at its highest for 12 years, but it's denied reports of a giant backlog. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Another beautiful day across all three counties. Blue sky, sunshine and feeling warm as high pressure settles across the southern half of the UK. We have got this weather at least until the weekend. Maximum temperature later 21 Celsius. Bit of a westerly, southwesterly breeze, so perhaps a little bit cooler, uh, but it's really going to feel quite pleasant outside. I can't really say anything else. The temperature, like I say, up to 22 Celsius. Overnight tonight... uh, this cloud eventually starts to disappear so lengthy clear spells, the wind falls lighter, minimum temperature 13 Celsius but that's away from towns and cities uh, in built up areas it is actually going to be that little bit warmer so quite a warm night, for tomorrow more of the same blue sky sunshine, light winds, temperatures up to 23, same for Friday, in fact it looks like it's going to sneak up to 23, 24 Celsius for Friday potentially a very warm day, but then overnight Friday into Saturday this high pressure just moves a little bit further west, it's not going to make too much of a change but it drags in a bit of a northerly breeze so the thing's cooling off a little as we head into the weekend we're still looking at 18 19 celsius as a maximum we will get a bit more cloud perhaps though and that's your forecast every weekday morning from nine good morning welcome to the jvs show your local stories have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life do you think that immigration needs to stop your local life why do 70 percent of this country feel immigration is wrong we've actually got an open doors policy i am just so angry listening to some of them people what the government are doing they start introducing american type sentencing like 200 years in prison 
London. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. We've uh, had a tweet. Scott says, yay, Matt. Oh, really? Okay. That's nice. So have you got a story for Scott? Dedicate it to Scott. I'll dedicate a story to Scott. I'll ask Scott... Who? Scott. Scott. (laughs) And the rest of the people, which question do you think has been bothering mankind for ages? What is Britishness? No. Why is Matt You'll never guess this. You will never guess this. Well, that sounds like... What do women want? No. Why are you here? No. Hmm... Do rats feel regret? What? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> University of Minnesota. Minnesota? Yes. Carry on. <laughs> well, they concluded that rats do indeed feel regret when they have made the wrong decision. <laughs> what? What decision is wrong for a rat to make? Between Eating its babies? Going in- for the rat trap. Yep. Invade somebody's house? Yeah. We know about that, He's give, He was giving a wry look then, guys. That story we did. Uh, and it just goes on and on and on. But I, 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 like I mean, yeah. <laughs> Do rats feel regret? There you go. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. <laughs> Catherine. Did you ever go away with school? Yeah, we went to, well, only to Thorpe Park. We never went to um, anywhere fancy, no. Did you ever go, never go to Wales? Like Not with Wales the school, school, no. No, no, no. Teachers no. on a school trip to Spain... They went to Lorette de Mar on a PE trip. What's, no, what's, what's Lorette de Mar? What's a PE trip? Lorette de Mar is a Spanish holiday it resort is, isn't it? Yeah. of the 1970s. It's wow. one of the first, you know, one of those sort of first old-fashioned... A PE ones. trip? Yeah. What's a PE, PE trip? So you go to the field and run around it. Exactly, throw beanbags at each other. Yeah. Run around cones. Why do you need to be in Lorette de Mar? Oh, God, holiday know. destination. Well, they are very fit there. Some of the... Uh, some of the waiters. Some of the women, eh? Matt, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, you're talking about. Yeah, good luck. Anyway, teachers got drunk, apparently. I like having a guy here. Well, it's Matt, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what? what are you trying to say? Well, I'm um, not a guy? Uh, yeah. You're as much of a guy as Alan Bennett is. Well, he's a guy, though, isn't he? <laughs> yes. He's a guy. I mean, legally, yes. Uh, Who's the daddy? Anyway. <laughs> not Alan Bennett. <laughs> Page 46 of the Daily Express. Hang on, I'm not finished. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Teachers on a school trip in Spain repeatedly got drunk and fought in front of the children, it's been claimed. Scared pupils, scared, they were probably laughing their heads off, yeah. from Stanley Park, sent frantic text messages to their parents complaining the staff were... Out of control. Beautiful. Four teachers were alleged to have regular drunken nights out in Lorette de Mar. Good one for them. suffering a black eye and a foul-mouthed scrap with a colleague. Yeah, good for them. While wearing perfectly pressed jeans. I've added that bit in myself. Another staff member has been accused of abandoning a sick child, leaving her without medication to go out drinking in the resort. Well, the moral is don't go anywhere nice. Yeah, exactly. Ever been on a school trip, Matt? Yeah, a couple of school trips. I went to Paris once, and one of the girls tried to... Um, no, she didn't. ...do something to herself. No. What? And it spoiled the whole trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, but I probably shouldn't be laughing. When we yeah, went to Paris, to one of the, the boys had a terribly upset stomach and yeah. had to go at the side of the road while everyone banged on the windows. When we went to Thorpe Park... <laughs> We, um, one of the lads bought a penknife and then got it taken off him. Who was it? It was the lad that was n- uh, nuts. I probably, I can't say his name now. And he got it taken off him and he spent the whole journey back kicking the seat in front of him, which was my seat. The point being, there is always an incident. Yes, always... she was a bit nuts as well. Well, I'm, I'm, did, was it? Yeah, she okay, tried great story, to do Matt. Why would you, why would you tell it, why would you tell us that? But she, tr- she used... Oh, no, yeah, no, okay. no, go, carry on anyway, with it. so school trip incidents, call me now. Yeah, yeah that's good. 
We've thrown so much out out there. So we just get hold of it and pick it up. Guess it's true, I'm not good at a one-night stand. But I still need love, cause I'm just a man. These nights never seem to go to plan. I don't want you to leave where you hold my hand. Oh, won't you stay with me? Cause you're all I need. This ain't love, it's clear to see. But darling, It's not a good look in some self-control Deep down I know this never works But you can lay with me so it doesn't hurt Oh, won't you That I wasn't. I was. I was expecting that to be this, but it wasn't. No, so, that. Who was that? Sam Smith. Who's Sam Smith? Fella. Oh yeah, I'm so out of touch with the pop scene at the moment. He's done a lot of the adverts. Before Big Brother, they like him. Um, I don't really watch, do watch the adverts. I don't watch the adverts. All t- I don't really watch television, and I watch Big Brother on um, YouTube. Yeah. So you miss out on all the ads. Yeah. Or on catch up, then you can miss. No the catch up. You get the ads on. No, you f- don't. On five, you do. Oh no, you don't. Oh, what? So you're talking about on Sky? No, on what, catch up. Well, I don't know what that is. So, Sky Plus. Yeah. So on Sky. And then you go, click on what says catch up. So on Sky. Five. So on Sky. And then it says Big Brother, no adverts. Right, so on Sky. Yeah. Okay, thanks very much indeed. Um, oh, look, Kelly's given me some facts. Sam Smith is from um, Bishop Stortford. Oh, local and vocal. Local and vocal. I know Very another clever. fact. Sam Smith fact. On, it's then. related to Lily Allen. Really? Fact. Mm. I know another Sam Smith fact. He's rubbish. No, he's, he's not. He's, not and rubbish. he's not getting played on this show again. He's getting it's 22. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Caught him some slack. He sang stuff with Rudimental and Disclosure as well. You okay. like Rudimental? Oh. <laughs> rudimental. <laughs> Flipping it. What a load of old. 
toffee that is. Matt, would you like to end on one more story? Moments every dad savours with his son. They've published a list in the Daily oh, Express, this page is... 20. This list is stupid because quiet, number two, watch an England game at Wembley. That's what every dad wants to do. This is, I like this about northern people. What's the home of football in, in England, Catherine? Um, Old Trafford. No, no, no. no. <laughs> What's in, within the capital? Wembley. Yeah, you, uh, all, all northerners do this. You add an extra syllable. Wembley. Oh, Wembley, yeah. I yeah, we do, yeah. You said Wembley. Wembley. You said Wembley. And you know it. It's Wembley. And you always put an extra well, syllable. Why do you sing Wembley? Well, you have to to make Wembley. it scan. It's probably written by a northerner. Yeah, we're the greatest man united and we're going to Wembley. Okay. There's lots of sport in there. One of them's going. One of them's um, uh, shaking his hand after he's become a dad. One of yeah. them is uh, going for a walk. Yeah, well, what? that's a great moment. Of, I mean, that's, yeah. that's an annoying moment of being a dad. That one of the great moments is when they're old enough to go for a walk on their own, and you can stay at home having a doze. Or you can stick them on a scooter, and it takes you half the time. Oh, and the scooter! I hate those scooters. What that? What's that all about? Go fishing. You went fishing, didn't you? And tip maggots on your head. Yeah, I hate fishing. Yeah, primarily because of that. <laughs> Here we go, it's found a funny one. Number 30, do a triathlon. A triathlon do- together. <laughs> do a what? Triathlon. Triathlon. Oh, what? Triathlon. oh, it's a bit like Harpen did again. Is it like trifle? Triathlon. What? What's a triathlon? No, it's a bit. Triathlon. What? What? I don't know what you're saying. You do know what I'm saying. Triathlon. Oh, and explain, what's the ingredients? Tri- it's, not, it's not a recipe. Do a triathlon. Eh? Somebody can help me out. How do you pronounce that? Is it sponge? Do I try? <laughs> no, it's not. Please help me. Do a triathlon. Triathlon. Try. Try it how it's read. Try. Slow. Slow motion. Right. Try athlon. Ah, do a triathlon together. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC. The M1 London bound rather heavy moving on the speed sensors between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The M25 heading anti-clockwise rather slow moving between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Heavy moving on the North Orbital Road just off the M25 and rather slow moving on the Barnet Bypass heading southbound between Barnet Lane and Mill Hill Circus. No, d- oh. ignore it. I'm fixing oh, it. I'm, I'm fixing it. You can't hear this. I'm fixing it. Oh, you, you, you got the travel music now. Oh, beautiful. Have you finished? A um, little bit more. Go on then. But no. Oh. Just on the trains. Yeah. Delays of up to 15 minutes on First Capital Connect at London Bridge because of a signalling problem. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Expertly handled, Nicola. Well done. No one noticed. No one noticed. Uh, Scott's tweeted, uh, we went to France with a school and bought flick knives, but we bottled it on the way home and threw them off the ferry. Well, good for you. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, charities warning over hospital delays waiting for social care. Houghton Regis cricket team told to pay to stop nuisance bikes and Luton Council's spending spree after four million pounds saving. BBC Three Counties Radio. A charity is warning of a marked rise in the length of time elderly people are held up in hospital while they wait for social care. Age UK says delays have cost the NHS over 500 million pounds since 2010 with an average 30-day wait for 
for patients who need to be transferred to a residential home. Ruth Isden is from Age UK. When somebody comes out of hospital, when they're ready to be discharged, they actually do need that little bit of extra help and support at home. Or they might need to think about perhaps moving into a care home at some stage. So it is an issue which is particularly important for older people. A Bedfordshire cricket club whose matches have been disrupted by youths riding motorbikes across the pitch says it's been told to pay if it wants security at matches. Aziz Chowdray captains Houghton Chargers who play on the green in Houghton Regis where police have been attempting a crackdown on nuisance bikes. If we want police presence at Houghton Chargers uh, we need to pay 30 to £35 pound per hour per person. This is some kind of antisocial behaviour, so it's the council and police uh, uh, responsibility to uh, take action. Leading doctors and academics have attacked proposals to put millions more people on statins to guard against stroke and heart disease. Their open letter says the draft NHS guidelines may grossly underestimate the side effects. The Home Office has acknowledged that the number of passport applications is at its highest for 12 years, but it's denied reports of a giant backlog. The Civil Servants Union says as many as half a million applications are waiting to be processed. The Passport Office says it's working seven days a week and has drafted in extra staff to deal with a surge in demand. Luton Borough Council is funding various projects across the town after a budget underspend of £4 million. These include £300,000 for the restoration of Wardown Park Suspension Bridge and £600,000 on road repairs. Council leader Hazel Simmons says they're also starting an in-house social lettings agency to help those in bed and breakfast accommodation. Homelessness is a big issue for the town, as you well know, and uh, this is an opportunity to look seriously at how we can improve that situation. Police have released a CCTV image of a man following the theft of two charity boxes from pubs in Hertfordshire on Friday. The pubs were the Robin Hood in Brook Street in Berkhamstead and the Bell in Tring High Street. A man was stopped by staff trying to steal a charity box from the Georgian Dragon in Northchurch High Street on the same day. In sport, Danny Welbeck is an injury down for England's World Cup opener against Italy on Saturday. The FA will give a fitness update later today. If the Manchester United striker is ruled out, it will increase the chances of Liverpool winger Raheem Sterling facing the Italians. The weather, dry, warm and sunny, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. There is a friendliness around here. I've never really come across anybody who hasn't passed the time of day. And all this week, we're featuring Abbott Langley. It's nice living in the countryside. Nice little village. It's all about where you live. Walking around the village, you know, there's some lovely little areas around here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past seven. Who'd have thunk it? Lots coming up on the show this morning, including bed blocking, pitch wrecking and speed humping. Am I the only person that never went anywhere fancy on a school trip? Went to Thorpe Park. Thorpe Park. That was it. And that was when Thorpe Park was rubbish in the olden days. It's quite good now, but then it was all historical. It used to be historical. Flipping heck. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, man. Where did you go for your school trips, Kels? I went to a farm, which I thought was quite far away. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was a wonderful place. Yeah. Uh, it's Dunstable. Oh. I recently uh, found out. Wow. Uh, wow. Exotic. So quite uh, local. Yeah. Because I, I, I remember the, a couple of years above me going on a skiing trip. And then they, um, I don't know if like a kid died or something around that. Something happened because then they stopped doing nice trips like that. There's always an incident on a school trip. When the French exchange came over, a couple of the lads had to be deported for nicking from the newsagent. French oh. kids. <laughs> they normally do a little bit of that as well, don't they? They're yeah. normally up to shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're a bit more advanced, the French boys. They're a little bit more advanced in their experience. They were from more of a rural area. Yeah, well... Let's you... just say they were, had a bit more freedom than we did. Yeah, exactly. 08459 four double five five double five. Now... Back in December, we told you about 82-year-old Joan Parker. She'd had a fall at the start of 2013 and had spent 10 months living at Milton Keynes Hospital while the council tried to find her somewhere more suitable to live. In the end, she and her family rejected what was offered and she was served with an eviction notice. Yeah, an eviction notice from her hospital bed. Jones was clearly an extreme case. By the way, we spoke to her family yesterday and she's doing fine. But according to Age UK, the number of elderly people staying in hospital while the authorities decide what to do with them is on the rise. And it's already cost the NHS £526 million. Well, Johnny Marshall is Director of Policy at Health Experts, the NHS Confederation. Morning, Johnny. Good morning, Ian. So, Johnny, we've got lots of vulnerable elderly people living in limbo. It's costing the NHS a fortune. How, how have we got to this? Well, you're right. You're right. In it. You're right. In it. it's really important that we're caring for people in in the right place, so they feel looked after, and we're getting best value from the NHS resources. But the reasons that we're in this position are probably multifold. Sometimes it's not having the right social care available, uh, availability for a care home, having the right assessments, having the right community services. So what what we need to be doing is making sure the NHS is working very closely with the local authority to make sure we've got all the right choices in place. Is that going to happen? I mean, it's costing the NHS uh, half a billion pounds. Well, this is something that's sort of high on the agenda of the NHS at the moment. There's something called uh, the Better Care Fund, which is uh, it's not new money. It's it's recycled money, but it's taking the resources of the NHS, putting them together with the resources of the local authority, recognising that for for many patients, it's, it's not about health care or social care. It's about getting the right care. And working out by how about how about combining resources and, and, and combining working together, we can actually make sure we've got the right the right choices in place. What impact can this have on their health? Uh, if you're in the wrong place and you're not being cared for appropriately, then it can have a negative impact on you both physically. Uh, we know that many people are much safer at hospital. Uh, sorry, much safer at home, um, but also psychologically, people want to to be at home as soon as they're feeling feeling well enough. And the important thing is is the solution is different from place to place. One of the things that we're calling for is the national politicians give uh, the local NHS and the local authorities freedom and flexibility to come up with the right solutions in the right place. I I guess if they haven't got the resources, though, it's all well and good giving them the the responsibility, but if they haven't got the money, they can't really do anything, can they? Well, well, you're right, Ian. Resources are are really important. and I think some of the thing, changes that, that we need is, is to make sure the NHS is clear what resources it's going to have available, not just in one year, but potentially for 10 years. Uh, and we're asking for, for the government and, and the politicians ahead of the manifesto to pledge that we're going to increase spending on the NHS in, in line with inflation for the next 10 years. 
but also you have to have the right sources in, in social care. Otherwise, you simply move the financial problem from the NHS to the local authority. So we also need sustainable long-term funding for social care that, that, that meets people's needs. Those two things are going to be really important, so we've got the right resources in place to do this. Johnny, thanks very much for your time. Johnny Marshall, Director of Policy at Health Experts, the NHS Confederation, joined now by David Pearson, Chief Executive of ADAS, the Association of Directors of Adult Social Services. Uh, David, what do you make about what Age UK is saying? Well, I think Age UK are right to highlight the financial situation in, in the social care uh, sector, and as is, as is Johnny Marshall, in talking about a sustainable settlement for uh, social care. Um, there's been proportionately higher cuts in local government than any other area of public service, and it's right to think about what the impact it is, is, there is. We are in the process in ADAS in publishing our own budget survey, which will show the extent of the reductions that social care is, is facing. And that, and Johnny Marshall is absolutely right, this is the reason why the government introduced the Better Fair Care Fund, recognising the very important role in social care and making sure that uh, social care and health services join up, uh, join forces in joining up care and making the best use of resources that are available. Is that going to happen though, David? Because all of these different, having dealt with these different bodies in my own life, there's very little communication between them, isn't there? Well, there's been the establishment of uh, health and wellbeing boards in, in local, with, through local authorities, which involve uh, the general practitioners, um, and counsellors, people such as myself, directors of adult social care and directors of children's services, and they have been charged with the responsibility of integrating as much as possible care in, in their local areas. And they've been, they're the people in charge with having the responsibility for developing the plans around uh, the Better Care Fund. So, so that's quite important. I think it's also important to say that people's needs are getting greater and becoming more complex. So the example you described earlier of, of the woman who was in hospital for a long time, there are many people who may have a fall on top of having had a stroke or arthritis, uh, uh, diabetes, other conditions, and and often the, the reason for their delays are very complex, and that just shows how important both that joined-up working is and a sustainable uh, settlement for health and social care, uh, which enables people's needs to be met in the current circumstances. It must be very and depressing. There's going to be an increase. There's going to be an increase of the number of 80, over 85s doubling yeah. by 2030. Oh yes, it's 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 going to get worse and worse. It must be very depressing if all you want to do is go home or to what you consider to be home, and 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 you 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 can't because the resources aren't laid out for you to leave the hospital and you have to stay in hospital. Hospital's not a particularly nice place to be if you don't need to be there, is it? No, it isn't. And I think one of the things that, that is quite important to say is that uh, uh, that over the last few years, from 2010-11, the percentage of delays due to social care has gone down from 33% to 25%. So councils up and down the country are doing a huge amount to make every penny go as far as it can and prioritise this this area of work. But there are huge responsibilities on, on local authorities uh, uh, in relation to adult social care, which is typically about 35% of our expenditure, children's uh, social care as well, as well as roads and all the other things that we as communities value highly. So there is an important thing in this country, which is how far do we value the, the treatment of older people and people with long-term conditions, how far do we value that as a country and want to invest in it? It's a relatively small amount of money that has social care, 2% of public expenditure, and it's important that we invest in it.
David, thank you very much. David Pearson, Chief Executive of ADAS, the Association of Directors of Adult Social Services. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, give us a call if you want to uh, give us a call. Where, where, where have you been on a school trip? Uh, I, I was always jealous of... The, I think my sister went skiing. and It was. It seemed such... In the um, mid-80s, it would have been. It seemed such an exciting, cool thing. I've still never been skiing. It doesn't interest me in the slightest. I went for the day. What? Skiing, yeah, when I lived in Spain. Oh, I, I lived in the middle. You could go one way to the beach yeah. and the other way to the mountains. Oh, and I went to uh, the Pyrenees for the day, and it was brilliant fun, although flipping kills your feet. No one tells you about that. Does it hurt your feet? Does it hurt yeah. your buttocks as well? I imagine your buttocks I would be I spent a lot stiff. of time on my buttocks, but um, mostly my feet was, yeah. the, was the problem. I don't see the attraction of it. It's like putting your feet in a, Lego, in a boot made out of Lego bricks. Do they do sledging there? Like a proper old-fashioned wooden sledge? Like tobogganing. Yeah, well, sledging. Uh, not really, because it's well, wa- the snow for everyone else, doesn't it? No, well, they're wasting... No, of course it doesn't. It's yeah, snow. it does. No, it doesn't. You squish it. They're wasting an opportunity there. They should get the black run, see, I know all the lingo, and make it for sledge. You should have uh, sledging uh, Saturday. Sledging Sunday. I'll call them. I'll call them and tell them. But at school, the school trips, you had to have a sibling that had already gone, and I never, I never had an older sibling. Well, so. Hang on. You, to go on the school trip, you had to have had an older sibling that already yeah. gone. What kind of fascism is that? The game was bent. If you wanted to go on a school trip, if your big brother or sister had been, they'd let you go, obviously, to keep peace in the household. But what if you're the oldest kid? That's insane. That's like Nazi Germany. I know. I'm going to appeal it. It's a bit late now. But Retrospectively, that would be difficult to get they any recompense. They a school ski trip. Well, I, I'm just owed a trip. Thorpe Park, when it was historical, it wasn't the fun theme park then, it was historical. What was historical about Thorpe Park? It was, I remember lots of people in like medieval dresses. I remember, does anybody else remember this? I need some help on this. Take that, it might be important, or it might be content. Might be be Matt. Oh, in that case. Um, There was, in Thorpe Park, this is about 30 years ago, there was a huge cube. Do you remember the huge cube, right? And it had little round windows, And you'd look through the little round windows and inside was a tableau of, um, I'm looking, let me look through the hole, of um, like some peasants cooking some straw or something. Does any, if I dreamt that, does anybody else remember that? 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1, the Great North Road's looking heavy on the sensors, heading southbound just before the Black Cat roundabout. The M1, slow-moving London-bound between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 9 at Redbourne. Taking a look so far in Harpington, it's looking heavy on the St Albans Road in both directions at Station Road. And slow-moving on the M25, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. There's a lane closed at the moment on the M25, heading clockwise at Junction 25 for Enfield. And in Borehamwood, slow-moving on the Barnet Bypass heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Delays of up to 15 minutes on First Capital Connect between East Croydon and London Bridge because of a signalling problem. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Nicola. It's 7.16. It's Wednesday the 11th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A charity is warning of a marked rise in the length of time elderly people are held up in hospital while they wait for social care. 
Houghton Regis Cricket Club, whose matches have been disrupted by youths riding motorbikes across the pitch, says it's been told to pay if it wants security at matches. And the government says the passport office is coping with increased demand, despite hundreds of people complaining that delays are putting their holidays at risk. And closer to home, I've forgotten to put a belt on today, and it's really doing my head in. BBC Three Counties Radio. Seriously, I hate not wearing a belt because I put clean trousers on and I've lost my new belt. So I was wearing my old belt on my other trousers yesterday and I forgot to swap them over to these trousers. So now I've got no belt. Oh, it's so... I'm having to make my thighs wider. I'm having to walk with... Do the Tina Turner walk to keep my trousers up. World War One at home on the BBC. I tracked a dead man down a trench. I knew not he was dead. Last week, we revealed some amazing untold stories. The noise must have been terrific because I don't think there was anything between your head and the steel side of the tank. And discovered surprising local memories. See, we were drafted from St Leonard's to the boathouse in Boulogne. We had to stay the night and the boathouse was infested by rats. If you miss them or want to hear them again, go to bbc.co.uk slash ww1. At Wadston, if we can be seen to be trying to do something for the war effort, then everybody else should be able to do that. World War One at Home on the BBC. Brian, are you wearing a belt? No, I'm not wearing a belt, no. Are you wearing any trousers? Uh, I, I, I still, I was a bit lazy this morning. I, I've been up and around, but I've still got uh, my pyjama shorts. Oh, on. you got your jibby jams on? Yeah, uh, shorts. I wear sort of... Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, uh, I could walk out in them. They're quite respectable. Oh, <laughs> have you ever done that? <laughs> you never nip down to Tesco in I your, your pyjamas? put the dustbin out. <laughs> yeah, I've, 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 I've often time walked... Sometimes I have to park the car a little bit away from my house. And sometimes I've walked to the car in my pyjamas, uh-huh. uh, and I felt very, very naughty doing it. Very naughty. At my age, I don't even wear shorts very often unless it's oh. really hot. <laughs> uh, uh, well, hang on, what do you normally wear? No, no, well, I mean... You know, oh, in the, in the daytime, sorry, in the daytime. Wears, uh, trousers. Well, normally doesn't even... Uh, even people on the plane aren't wearing uh, long trousers. Good for you. I don't like wearing shorts. I, haven't, I have not got the legs for shorts. And it's only in the last two years I've started wearing shorts when I go away on holiday to hot countries. Yeah, that's my problem. Yeah, I've, I, I, I don't like being exposed. Anyway, you've not called in about shorts or pyjamas. You've called in about school trips, haven't you, Brian? Yeah, I just wonder whether you or Jonathan could arrange a school trip for those of us who missed out because there was a war on. Oh. And uh, that was the last thing in people's minds was going up. In fact, we had three families living with us with four children, and uh, I suppose it was a holiday coming out of London for them to come to the country. So were, were you evacuated? Did you, you, were you evacuated at any point? No, we were hosting evacuation. Oh, you were hosting, OK. So you never got to have a school trip at all? I could never remember at any oh. age having no school trip, no. Do you know what? There might be something in that, getting a school trip. Well, army cadets, I went on... Uh, oh, yeah, we had a, quite an interesting introduction to uh, warfare. On the, <laughs> I was carrying a radio on my back. Yeah. That was, uh, that was in the... Oh, everybody, the that was the army cadets, said it became the combined cadet force. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, that was uh, interesting. Uh, when we had to fill our... Uh, 
Anyway, uh, yes, uh, <laughs> that was my Well, Brian, listen, I'm gonna, Jonathan's away this week, but I'm going to harangue him and see if he can organise a school trip for all those people who didn't get to go on a school trip. That remi- Thank you for that, Brian. That reminds me, last week we spoke to Len. Len was in his late 70s. He, was, uh, he used to be a, uh, a paratrooper. He's blind, and uh, it, was, it was for D-Day, and, and he was saying he'd love to jump out of an aeroplane again. Well, we, interestingly, had a phone call from a gentleman who said, I can sort that out. I can fix that. So we flagged it up to the bods here at the BBC. They pooped their pants because the thought of an old man um, jumping out of an aeroplane on the BBC's watch terrified them. But, but, we got the thumbs up. We got the thumbs up from the BBC. And I was kind of tempted to jump out of an aeroplane. So we're all set to go. Catherine's been speaking to Lem. What's the latest, Catherine? When's it happening? Uh, It's not going to happen. What, has he bottled it? No, he hasn't bottled it. He was up for it. Yeah. But his doctor wasn't. What, what, did, his, what did his doctor say? He said his... he was in no fit state doc... to do it. Flipping doc racist, not racist, no, <laughs> ageist doctor sticking his beak in. You know, for the good of his patients. Can we... Can we get another elderly gentleman? Can we get a second opinion? <laughs> and also, I'd like to see the note from Len's doctor. Uh, and I'm not, say- I'm not saying for a second that Len's bottling it. But I'd just like to see that note from that doctor saying he's Len, not up for it. Len is double hard. He's an ex paratrooper. Yeah. He's not going to give you a signal. I suspect that... <laughs> all right, I'll say it. <laughs> I suspect that Len is all of that. All Len. And none of those trousers. He's all taught he's no trousers. He's the big... He acts the big man when he comes on the radio. Oh, yeah, I'm old and I'm like, I'd love to jump out of an aeroplane. OK, we'll arrange it for you. Uh, um, uh, what? Oh, oh, I've just broke a leg. Len, that's fighting talk. If you're listening, 08459 455555. I was so disappointed in you, Len. I really thought you were man man enough for it. Oh, what a shame. You won't be able to do it now. It is a shame. He was really going to do it. I was tempted to do it. You were not going to do it. I was tempted to jump out of an aeroplane. Um, but... You can you Sorry? can still do that. No. Do it you for a good charity. To, I'm not going to jump, jump out of a plane for a charity. It doesn't even have to be with a parachute. Just that's, do it on your holidays. When's Matt coming back? I don't know. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Now, in April, our big talk focused on Houghton Regis and where we've been scratching around for stories in some places, well, we had trouble fitting in all the tales we were told about that particular area. Now, don't get me wrong, the, the town isn't all bad, but it would seem that there are pockets of criminality. And if you live where it's going on, you can feel as if the authorities just don't care. People told us they'd given up reporting drug dealing and prostitution in Tithe Farm and it was better to avoid the town centre after about four o'clock if you didn't want to be intimidated. And then we had the motorbikes. These were being ridden aggressively and pretty much all over the place, including across cricket pitches during games. When the Houghton Chargers asked the police to put a stop to it, well, the police suggested that they would have to pay for their time. 35 quid per hour per copper. Well, the Conservative MP for South West Bedfordshire is Andrew Saloon. Joins me now. Morning, Andrew. Good morning. Nice to be with you. Yeah, that, thanks for joining us. It, is it right that the cost of policing something that's a problem for everyone falls on one cricket team? It seems a little unfair that they would, they would be charged. Well, the police aren't a private security company. They, they have a duty to keep law and order everywhere. And I absolutely want to see cricket played in Houghton Regis. There's something quintessential, quintessentially English, isn't there, about uh, cricket on the village green. And, of course, Houghton Regis, it, it is a town, but it has a wonderful village green in the middle of it. And um, I, I, the Houghton Chargers haven't contacted me, but if they'd like to do so, I will take this up with Bedfordshire Police. I'll take it up with the antisocial behaviour team, the Central 
Central Bedfordshire Council. And I hope the, spe- the spectators and supporters and, and the people of Hatton Regis, you know, will do something to support their cricket team as well. Because I'm sure if we all work together... You know, if it's a couple of lads causing problems, we really should be able to get on top of it. Because this is a cricket team to be proud of, Andrew. They have their top of their league. They've won trophies. They're a good team, but they're they're being told they might get booted out of the league and of the tournaments because of this uh, this behaviour of these idiots riding motorbikes during the games. Well, that would be the last thing I'd want to see happen. And, of course, you know, local sports clubs like the Houghton Chargers, you know, they're providing something purposeful for people to do, aren't they? And, you know, this is exactly the sort of thing that actually prevents antisocial behaviour. So we must absolutely make sure that that doesn't happen. They keep on playing, that they've got a cricket pitch and a wicket to be proud of. And and that does need to be protected. And if they'd like to contact me, I will take this up with Bedfordshire Police. I will take it up with Central Bedfordshire Council, the antisocial behaviour your teams there because we must get on top of it and I'm determined that we will do that. I'll tell you what we'll do Andrew, as soon as we finish chatting we'll give you as is his details so you can have a word with him later on today. I was surprised that the police would um, you know would kind of charge a cricket team, a local team that is, it's not as if they're just hey can you come and hang out with us, it's you know we're being threatened and harassed by thugs. Is that usual behaviour of the police to, to, to charge? I think where there's a specific event, and we had this with the um, the Easter Walk of Witness, which the churches in Dunstable did across the town, you know, when they wanted specific police presence, it was going to be charged. But I spoke to the police and we found a way through, and let me try and do that with, with Bedfordshire Police, because I say the bottom line is, you know, the cricket must go on, the Hampton Chargers must be able to play, and we're not going to let a few mindless thugs stop that from happening. Right, Andrew Shalhoub, listen, you're a top bloke and I know you're a man of your word. What we're going to do, we'll give you as is his details we'll, we'll, and vice versa uh, and, and maybe we can speak in a, in, in a few weeks to see how things are progressing I'd be very happy to do that Andrew thank you very much indeed Conservative MP for South West Bedfordshire Andrew Salou uh, I, 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 I like Andrew because when he says he'll do something he'll do something he's not one of those people who says oh yeah, no, no, we'll sort this out and then goes off and, and, and plays a game of golf he'll, he'll go and have a chat and see what can be done Charge the police charging 35 quid an hour per copper to police a cricket match no seems ridiculous doesn't it Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, 08459 555 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, some of your uh, Facebook comments on the cricket match. Um, Claire says, I was thinking bowl a ball at them whilst riding, not them flying and shout, how's that? Jeremy says, cricketers should take matters into their own hands. Push the little scrotes off their bikes and smash it to bits with their cricket bats. Well, you, you, no, they shouldn't do that, Jeremy, because that would be, uh, wouldn't be particularly suitable. Neil says, if you take matters, it, it seems if you take matters into your own hands, it's a crime. Yet our so-called police force sit on their hands. It's not as if they do a lot nowadays. Ooh. You ring up because a crime has been committed, and if you're lucky, you may get someone four days later. And Graham says, uh, great police reaction. Far too busy salivating at the prospect of fining drivers £10,000 for speeding. Oh, and here we go. Here's a good one. Here's a good one from Drake. Thank you, Drake. Uh, I live in Houghton Regis. I can honestly say it's improved since you first covered it. Still a menace, though. Well, there you go. That's something, isn't it? Can we take credit for that? Sure, why not? Why the heck not? Let's have a look at the, the front page of the three. The main newspapers... The Mail and the Express and the Sun, the Daily Mail. 
passport chaos. Families held to ransom. Families hit by passport crisis are being asked to pay £55 extra a person to save their holidays. With passport staff struggling to clear a backlog of half a million applicants... I have no sympathy for these people. I have, if, if you're waiting for a passport um, for your holiday, I've got no sympathy. You should have done it. You should have done it ages ago. Always have your passport ready, step to go. OK. But Th- what if you've decided to go away in the last minute and you, then realised... You should always... No, tough. You've got, to keep, you've got to keep up to date with your bookkeeping. You should know that your passport is, is um, you know, you've only got a year on it or something and you should be making plans. Kelly's nodding. I'm right, aren't I? Yeah, totally. We Thank were you. planning to go away this year. Well, no, but you should, you should, you, you will be planning to go away at some point in, in your life, so you should have known and been, been ready to anticipate that and, and got the passport now, sent off. If you're the sort of person who was completely organised all the time and I knew you would never let something slide like that, I would say, yeah, fair enough, but, you know, I'm a human being. My wife would do it. Well, I want to marry your wife. I'd like that. I would like that too. Can I? Sometimes you can just check your passport before you book the holiday. Yeah. Like you're booking a holiday, but oh, let's just check the passport. Oh, exactly. blimey. We'll get us there. Oh, dear, we've got a few weeks left on it. Oh, we'd best send it off. Well, you can't, you can't travel. I think I've got this right. You can't travel if you've got three months on your passport. You need to have, it needs to be more than three months. It depends where you're going. Because sure. they're worried you might, you might get stranded. But um, it, uh, no sympathy, Catherine. Literally no sympathy from me. In oh, fact, well, if I'm anything, that I'm going. It's just one of the children that'd be left behind. <laughs> in fact, um, it's not even a lack of sympathy. I'm angry at these people that are complaining about their past. I'm angry. What are you doing? Starting. <laughs> Don't st- stop starting, for goodness sakes. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Great North Road's looking rather heavy on the sensors heading southbound just before the Black Cat roundabouts. The M1 heavy moving London bound between Junction 11 at Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Looking rather slow on the A5 as well heading southbound between Lynch Hill and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the A41's looking very heavy on the sensors heading southbound between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and Junction 20 for the M25. M25 itself looking heavy heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. On the train, delays of up to 15 minutes on First Capital Connect between East Croydon and London Bridge. That's due to a signalling problem. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The MP for Houghton Regis says he will take up specific cases of antisocial behaviour in the town with Bedfordshire Police and the council. A cricket club in the town say they've been told to pay for security themselves after having matches disrupted by youths riding motorbikes across the pitch. The government says the passport office is coping with increased demand despite hundreds of people complaining that delays are putting their holidays at risk and a charity is warning of a marked rise in the length of time elderly people are held up in hospital while they wait for social care. Age UK says there's an average 30-day wait for patients who need to be transferred to a residential home. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Danny Welbeck is an injury down for England's World Cup opener against Italy on Saturday. The FA will give a fitness update later today. If the Manchester United striker is ruled out, it will increase the chances of Liverpool winger Raheem Sterling facing the Italians. Former England defender Danny Mills says that could help manager Roy Hodgson. This might just force his hand. It might make Roy 
bizarrely actually be that little bit more positive. You know, if he had any doubts in his mind, if there suddenly is a, an injury concern over Welbeck, even if he is fit, Roy might suddenly go, actually, let's go with Sterling. You know, and if he has a, a, a blinding performance, plays fantastically well, you know, he will take the credit for that. Elsewhere, Cristiano Ronaldo confirmed his fitness by helping Portugal to a 5-1 friendly win over the Republic of Ireland. Andy Murray will begin his grass court season at the pre-Wimbledon Aegon Championships today. Murray, who appointed Amelie Moresmo as his new coach on Sunday, has won the Queen's Club tournament three times. In boxing, a date of July the 12th has been set for the fight between Watford heavyweight Anthony Joshua and Bedford's Matt Skelton. The Olympic gold medalist will face the veteran in Liverpool and says it will be another step up in class. Yeah, it's a gradual uh, gradual step up. Um, it's going to be interesting. Matt Scout is a veteran of the sport, so he should cause me a few problems. I'm expecting some close fighting, you know, and not in the sense that we're going to stand and swing, but like, I'm going to be confident in range, defending and countering. Saying a fight about running, you know, we're, we're going to get it on, I think. And in cricket's minor counties championship, Bedfordshire drew with Suffolk at Luton, but Hertfordshire lost by six wickets to Cambridgeshire at Hartford. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Give us a call, let me know where your school trips were. I went to Thorpe Park. 32 years ago, it was historical. There was nothing fun about it, nothing fun happened. Um, Carpet Martin has sent an email. I'm going to read it sight unseen. This could be dangerous. Dear Ian, how are you? I'm fine. Him. At the age of 17, I went to Greece on an A-level classics trip. What? What? It was a mixed group of boys and girls, but as bandy young teens with spots and an ouzo intolerance, my mates and I weren't a hit with our fairer travelling companions, and our uh, blatant attempts to get off with girls were rightly spurned. Oh, my gosh. That's not... Here we go. This is a story. That's not to say the ladies weren't going through a similar age of awakening, however, and a couple of them took something of a shine to the waiters in our hotel. 17-year-olds. Forward nine months, and one of my fellow... (gasps) (laughs) One of my fellow pupils, who we'll we'll call call S, isn't taking her A-levels. She's in hospital giving birth to her first child of what subsequently turned out to be many. S was lovely with um, blonde hair and blue eyes, which is why why it was a surprise her new son had such a Mediterranean colouring. A casual racist might describe him as swarthy. I don't think swarthy's a racist. No, it's a description. She never disclosed who the father was. Ah, happier times. Unfortunately, the story takes... (laughs) P.S. Oh, no. Not a dark turn. Unfortunately, the story takes a turn for the worse, as the young child is now 19 and has spent the last three years in a Young Offenders Institute. Well, there you go. That's, that's... I don't think that's because of the no. Greece trip. Although, some of them... Uh, wow, there you go. That, that, so they were, the, the girls were getting it on on a, on a trip abroad. Gosh. I'm, I'm... Who, who would think that that could happen? That's the problem, though. What they should do, if you go on a school trip... Sorry? If you go on a school trip, it should be older boys, younger girls... My dad would not have let me go under those no, circumstances. But, but because Why should it be older boys, younger girls? Because the younger young women always look for someone older. Girls, sorry, always look for someone older. So if you've got 17-year-old girls, they'll be looking for 23-year-old Greek waiters. Okay? <laughs> That's true, isn't it? If you've they got, are lovely. If you've got 17-year-old boys, and dare I say it, 15-year-old girls, let's say 16, but come on, let's be realistic. What are you arranging here? I'm just saying that the, the boys would... 
A free-for-all. No, I'm not arranging a free-for-all. I'm just trying to improve their self-confidence and, and, and up their low self-esteem. Up their what? 08459 455 555. Pat's in Houghton Regis. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Ian. Ever been on a school trip? Uh, well, I need to take gallery. Oh, yeah, you see? That was. It, yeah, it's, it's stuff like that's boring, isn't it? I mean, it's good because you get a day out. We went on a school trip to... Um, oh, I remember something. We went on a school trip to the Science Museum... And then we went to see um, a Shakespeare play at the National Theatre, right? And I remember it because I got... I was 16. I got absolutely slaughtered. I got... I've got a great picture of me, and I, I, I found it the other day, and I got massive sideburns, and I looked so happy because I was giggling because it was about midday, and I was so... I was really drunk. And on the way back, Malcolm Richmond bought an adult magazine. Remember, it, and he was showing it to truck drivers through the window of the coach. Fun, ti- fun times, eh, Kath? Were you on my trip? Because that seemed to happen <laughs> when you went away as well. So drunk. I was so drunk. Anyway, Pat, well, you've not called in about me being drunk. What have you called in about? Well, I just called in about the fact that the, these bikers have been around for years in Houghton Regis. And there, there is a bylaw, a very strong bylaw, that doesn't permit the use of wheeled vehicles without permission. And if the town council are unable to act at the time, then the police have given us the bylaw to act upon without charge. They should be there and they should be sorting it out. Well, it, it, I, I was so shocked. When it is that the cricket um, captain told us the other day, I think it was Monday, that the, the police were offering to come and patrol the cricket games that were being bothered, but it would cost 35 quid per copper per hour. I thought he got it wrong. In, uh, it, and I thought, with the greatest respect, this, this can't be true. He sent us the emails, and it, it, it's true. It seems ridiculous to me. Well, the police have got a cheek, haven't they? I mean, what are the police there for? Are they going to police, or are they going to start charging us all when we want to ring up and call them out? They've got to make a decision. And uh, we prefer them to police because we pay for our council tax for them to police our town. And our town is as, as important as any other town in Bedfordshire. And it's about time that they started to get off their backsides and work out a plan to sort this out because they've got cameras around the town, the cameras pick up their faces, you might say they've got hoodies up, but some of those hoods are down when they're driving across the green and they can pick their pictures up if they want to, if they've got a wheel, but they've got no wheel. You, you, you've seen these bikes, have you, Pat? I have. I've had them on camera myself, uh, my car camera, as I'm driving around. And I actually made the suggestion to Ollie Martins that people like myself who've got cameras in the car, if anything happens in a certain area, at a certain time and people like me sign up to the police to, to show the footage then just email us to see if we were in the area at the time but I got no response and I thought that was quite a good idea and It's not a bad idea uh, but you know they're, they're constantly talking about more community policing i.e. you doing some of the jobs of the police officers Did, have you offered the, the footage that you've shot of these um, idiots on bikes have you offered it to the police? Yeah they didn't have any uh, uh, DVDs Sorry? To take copies from my... Oh, I think you, you told me this before, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. They just, I mean, I, I told you that I had an axe man yeah. coming out of a car, and I had the footage of that, but they yeah. didn't bother. They didn't bother... I remember the axe man story. Terrifying. They didn't bother with the footage of the axe man. No. Pat, thank you very much indeed. Dave's in Britain. Morning, Dave. What do you mean, Dave's in Britain? Dave's in Luton. Yeah. Luton is, okay, is Luton in Britain? Yes, it is, okay. Okay. Are you British? Uh, don't you start on... Roll on Thursday and Friday, me, Catherine Kelly are going to have a nice time. Little, little, you know I mean? Yeah, after, uh, after nine o'clock, you're having a little menage. Yeah, yeah. So are you British? Oh, yeah. Well, British Welsh. I've got Welsh blood. 
So, ah, so you're only half British? Yes. Because, uh, uh, okay, are the Welsh British? Don't you start on this again, pal. Are the Welsh British? What are you beefing on about on this? I'm talking about these motorcyclists in Alton Regis in this cricket club. Are the Welsh but British? Because they are. Sorry? No, no, they're not. Right. No. <laughs> The British are the British. You're right. Right. Uh, Don't let me have to come down there, Mr. Lee. You're going to smack me? Yes, I will, like I did with Roberto. You know what I mean? Are the... He enjoys it. Are the Scottish British? Pardon? Are the Scottish British? No. Okay. Are the English British? Yes. Okay. It's an interesting... It's interesting, your take on geography and history... I took, I was brilliant at that at school, mate, let I, me tell you. I'm not convinced. You're taking on the thing regarding the British Isles. It's their nationality, isn't it? Like, I'm British, and yep. then you've got the Scottish people living on the British Isles. Let's have a look. Peter? Oh, yeah. Uh, Peter, you want to have a whinge about something, do you? I'm not going to join in your conversation you're, you're in at the moment. Right, Peter, hang on a second. Let me ask uh, Dave, let me ask Peter. Dave, are you British? Uh, Peter, are you British? Certainly. Are you English? Yes, certainly. Are the Welsh British? Yes, certainly. No. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. The Welsh are the Welsh people. No, they're British. They're British because British means Scottish, Welsh, English and Northern Ireland, really. No, they're not. Oh, because yes, they are. They're, they're British. Because, because it's come under the British Isles. But That's they're not the, actually British. They're, Scot- they're gentlemen from Scotland yesterday. Yeah, he but they're British I'm Scots. Scottish. I'm not English. I, I didn't say English. I said British. Uh, British sorry. British. <laughs> he said, I'm Scottish. Yeah. I'm not British. Uh, no, you then are British. Right. No, 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 not. Sorry. You don't live you, in the British Isles, then? This is where the big confusion is. British Isles. It should be classed as United we're, Kingdom. We're British. We're known as that all over the world. Well, I'm sorry. You can't tell me a person's going to go up to a Scottish man and say you're English. I didn't say he's English. I oh. said he's, he's British. Oh, British. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm British. You're not going to tell me a man's going to go up from America and say to a Scottish man, you're British. Well, it depends on what question's been asked, doesn't it? No, no, if he goes up and he's talking there in Scottish to this American man, and this American man says to this man, oh, you're British, he's going to turn around and say, how can I be British when I'm Scottish? (laughs) That don't mean the same thing, that's why. It does. Scott or English doesn't mean the same thing as British. What? Well, English doesn't mean the same thing as British. British means the people British from the British Isles. Isles. Yeah, the British Isles. This is where well, all the so they're British. Is. So they're but, British. Well, bring this up with the Scottish, Irish and Welsh people and see what they say. <laughs> I know I came on to talk to Mr Lee... Hang on a second. Hang on, Dave. On Dave, stay there. Dennis... Yes? Is, are the Welsh British? Yes, of course they are. Are the Scottish British? <laughs> yes, they are. Because they're not. Yes, they are. I'm English, I'm British, but European never. <laughs> now suck that one. Pardon? Pardon, Dennis? Suck that lemon and make it. Make <laughs> yeah, it. yeah I, ain't got, I ain't got lemon here to suck. 
Well, you, you sound. Why are you, why are you disgruntled about being British? I'm not. I'm not disgruntled about it. I didn't come on regarding British, Irish, Welsh, or Scottish. I come on about these motorcyclists because of cricket, cricket pitches. Ah, oh, well, that's, oh, see, that, that's, that's that's Mr. Lee. He does this thing, and he's a bit niggled this morning because he's forgot his belt. So tell him to belt up. Yeah, he's got a sore throat as well, has he again? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Where's he going now? Roll on Thursday and Friday. Come on, Catherine and Kelly. We're going to have a great two days. See you, Mr. Lee. Isn't it the, the traffic news? Goodbye, Englishman. Uh, Peter, what did you want to have a whinge about? I was going to talk to you about this uh, policing at the cricket club. Yeah, I mean, on. I would first of all would like to know who the individual was who wanted to charge £35 an hour. And the the players and the spectators of that cricket club, they pay from their council tax the police element of the council tax every year. They're fully entitled to have protection from hooligans, and that's what it's all about. These are these are people disrupting their lives. So I, I can't quite understand who on earth is from the police would have told them they would have to pay £35 an hour for for a police officer. I mean, that's crazy. They've only got to have the ring, ring, ring the police and they should be there with a motorcyclist or someone like that. Peter, uh, uh, I kind of agree. I kind of agree, but it, it, it seems that the police wanted to charge £35 an hour. Uh, the text says, presumably Stevenage police charged the EDL last week at 30 quid per copper per hour. I'd be surprised. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London-bound, very heavy moving at the moment between Junction 11 Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. In Harpington, it's heavy moving at the moment on the sensors on St Albans Road. That's in both directions at Station Road. Queuing at the moment on the North Circular Road just off the M25 in Brickett Wood. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, looking very slow between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 19 at Watford. At the moment, it's queuing on the Barnet Bypass, heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And on the trains, delays of up to 15 minutes on First Capital Connect between East Croydon and London Bridge. That's due to a signalling problem. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Nicola. 7.46, it's Wednesday the 11th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The MP for Houghton Regis says he will take up specific cases of antisocial behaviour with Bedfordshire Police after a local cricket club were told to pay for security themselves after having matches disrupt by youths, uh, disrupted by youths riding motorbikes across the pitch. The government says the passport office is coping with increased demand despite hundreds of people complaining that delays are putting their holidays at risk. An Age UK's warning of a marked rise in the length of time elderly people are held up in hospital while they wait for social care. 08459 455 555 if you want to have your say on any of this. Let's get the weather now. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
A beautiful day right the way across all three counties. Blue sky and sunshine at the moment. We may start to see a little bit of cloud bubbling up as we head through the day, but it's not really going to get in the way of the sunshine. It's just going to turn things a little hazy, perhaps. Temperature outside at the moment between 12 and 13 Celsius. It's likely to get up to a maximum of around 22, maybe 23 Celsius a little bit later. A bit of a southwesterly breeze, which will take the edge off the temperature. It's just going to make things feel really rather pleasant. Overnight, still got a bit of cloud, but it will disappear. Minimum temperature down to 13. A little bit warmer perhaps in towns and cities though. For Thursday, a repeat performance. Blue sky and sunshine. Maximum temperature a bit warmer at 23. Similar but warmer for Friday. And then it cools off a little as we head into the weekend. And that's your forecast. Roberto Peroni. Gardeners wanting to rid their spring flower beds of snails can ditch the beer traps and eggshells and instead develop a strong throwing arm instead. Weekdays from three. I don't think there's any ethical dilemma about throwing them as opposed to killing them. It's clearly better to throw them. Hertfordshire police are warning drivers to take extra precautions with their vehicles following a rise in the number of cars stolen using specialised hacking equipment. Two thirds of teachers say poor writing has prevented them giving the marks a student truly deserves. Roberto Peroni. I do the animal stories. I also do the space stories, apparently. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. A new group has been formed to stand up for the rights of drivers. The Drivers' Union believe that current road safety policies are based on profit for big businesses and green ideology. Well, Keith Peat is founder and general secretary. Keith, what exactly is wrong with road safety at the minute? Well, you wouldn't believe with all the policies, the proposals, the the, the amount of um, charities and foundations that um, after 300 billion driver miles a year, uh, there's there's less death on the road from any causes of that's including drivers, and there is from accidents in the home, and yet continually the bar is being lowered and lowered in all directions on drivers, which is making life so much more difficult. But but also very often misses the um, misses genuine road safety and, and pious pious as these people pretend they are um, road safety suffers from this as well as well as the drivers and it's about time this was reversed and the, the um, what we've come to realise is that the only way it operates is because our 35 million drivers which we which is a massive voting block as well as very powerful we depend on all of them um, are it's worked on a divide and rule basis so uh, uh, and also they're told that it's a privilege and we're all supposed to enjoy all this um, and everybody tends to believe it but the fact is it's long overdue that we stood up for genuine road safety um, and this is why we formed the union two things spring to mind Keith you mentioned that the more more people die at home than they do on the roads or more accidents at home than there are on the roads no more people die in the okay. home more, than, more, than from any cause on the roads more, more people live in homes don't they than drive so you're not comparing like with like 
that, that isn't no, that isn't the point I'm making. The point that I'm making is is death any less serious? I mean, we don't we don't jail people for their kitchens or or, or ban them from using kitchens. We don't oppress homeowners. And there's only one. Um, I mean, I can find other examples. For example, there's about seven times more die because of national health shortages. So all deaths important, but you wouldn't think so because week after week another policy is invented regarding drivers and at the end of them and this is the thing we've done is that we found that somebody runs off with their pockets bulging there's always a profit at the end are you suggesting keith uh, that that people who um uh, kill people by accidents on the road for example through drink driving they shouldn't go to prison no, uh, no, 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 no. You, you see, we, you've got to take everything in its isolation. As far as drink driving is concerned, um, we don't support or condone that in any way. And some somebody who does that and somebody who dies as a result, of course there should be a jail term. But, um, but there are certain um, offences where there are long jail terms which are totally unfair simply because just the burden of proof is far lower than it is for any other criminal offence. So for even even in court, the drivers, um, and, and there's lots of, at the moment, there are people screaming for longer jail terms for drivers, but nobody points out, well, hang on a minute, um, an expert witness in a murder trial or a robbery is an expert witness. Give me an example of the kind of case you're talking about. Well, if you take, for example, death by careless, death by dangerous, yeah. the burden of proof, um, it's the only kind of trial where an expert isn't an expert. Every Tom Dick and Harry is allowed to give yeah, an but opinion. Yeah, if my little kid had been killed by someone uh, uh, who's driving uh, without due care and attention... I'd want them to go to prison. Of course you would. But the thing is, that, that, that's, that, that again, all I'm d- giving you is the kind of ch- difference there is that's levied on drivers. And bearing in mind that, uh, it, sad though your case may well be... Well, it would be very day, sad if my child got yeah, killed yeah, by yeah, an idiot, yeah. Yeah, sad though it may well be, there's a big difference. Nobody goes out to kill children or have an accident or willfully well, wishes it upon but whether themselves. But whether it's intent or not... Uh, Surely, if they've if they've done it by um, by not paying attention, then they should be punished, and that punishment we, should be a jail sentence. We, we have changed the subject from the burden of proof. Either way, um, you shouldn't be looking at a much lower burden of proof to put somebody else away for a period of time that, that you'd expect from a deliberate murderer. That's, that, that, it, I'm only raising um, one of the differences: the way drivers uh, are treated that nobody actually appreciates. I'm not saying that your, your, your guy, depending on what he did, shouldn't go away. But what I'm saying is that the evidence... The thing, is it's, it's, the thing is, it's harder to prove... It, the, the, it is hard to get burden of, uh, to, 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 to get a, a, a evidence, isn't it, to support that. But surely, if, you're, if, if, you're, if you've killed someone in a car accident, you can't have been... The, the odds are you haven't been paying attention properly and you should get sent away for it. Well, that's appalling because you. No, it's not appalling. No, no, because you're coming. You are coming from the the group that they say automatically. This is the point. Driver kills. Driver must be jailed. No, that, that's not necessarily so. If it's um, a genuine accident, that's how you're sounding. No, if it's a genuine accident, you know, they, they, they get a, a flat tire or something, and they they go careering off the road. That's fine. But if they're on their mobile phone or if they're being an idiot, uh, uh, you see, you, you've quoted a specific. There. You're right. If they're on their mobile 
mobile phone, wonderful, I agree with you, but most of the time they are pure accidents and this is now, the word accident actually has been taken out of the official library, there you go you've, you've quoted an example for me of, um, this is why they're now called RTCs the officials refuse to accept that people can have accidents on the road, how, how fair is that? Why are you so angry about this Keith, what's, what's your interest? Oh, oh I'm not angry um, Okay, no, why are you well, so interested in this? What's your because, beef, Keith? Because, uh, because I believe in fair treatment and wh- how it came about was that I put some good propositions up. I, I, you know I'm an ex-traffic cop. Um, that's my background. And I started to look at ways of saving lives on the road and all I was getting was being rebuffed from one... Well, I won't go through it now and bore you, bore you listeners, but, but at the end of the day, I couldn't understand why such simple ideas which were clearly killers were just being not only rebuffed but the police and the authorities got hostile with me now since then I've ploughed on and ploughed on and what I've now built up is a massive case it's an overwhelming case what what I was proposing there was no profit in it and it so happens that virtually every policy or every policy that is brought out now somebody at the end of the day is going to walk off with some money and that what we've actually got now is road safety based on profit and ideology and neither of those two will give you good road safety it will not give you the best pious so these people pretend to be at the end of the day they're doing nicely out of it and for me if this is a community service if we're really talking about saving lives why should anybody make it, be making profit from that and then be pious about Keith, it. Keith, you say 35 million uh, drivers in the UK. I'll take your word for it. How many members has the Drivers' Union got? We, we're not a membership organisation. We speak for, for drivers. But what I've got there, for example, I, I don't know how many million or how many we're broadcasting to now, straight away, they will be happy about the things I'm saying. Although you've got, your job is to query it, out there there'll be an awful lot of people well, sympathising. My job is to query it, but also my, my job's a dad as well. And I, I'm not totally sure. I, I, I do agree with what you're saying. But that's the point. What, what you're doing, if, if, we, if we haven't got best road safety, your kiddie is in more danger because of it. And in fact, I, can, I actually analyse a lot of the policy, which is counterproductive and has more chance of killing people because the, the um, authorities tend to focus on one point. Keith, we've got I'm, 30 seconds. Give me one yeah. policy that, you, that has been brought in to, to promote safety, but that, that you think has more chance of killing someone. Um, well, we'll just take we'll just take the the uh, unscientific speed limit settings now. They've been removed. We we used to have a very scientific way of um, of of uh, deciding what speed limits are. We've got no idea who sets them or on what basis anymore. We accept them and we take them for granted. But the guy who actually does it is who. Um, that's there are there are very briefly um, we can get rid of overtaking, most overtaking accidents by straightforward, simple policies. We can get rid of night, a lot of nighttime accidents by some very, very simple, self-evident policies. These are all things that I've identified, but they've got no money behind them. And this is why nobody really wants to know about Keith, them. Keith, we've got to end it there. Thank you for your time. Keith Peets, founder and general secretary of the Drivers' Union. You can have your say on that. 
You're more than welcome. 08459 455 555. Ken, we'll come to you in a little bit, I'm afraid. We've run out of time. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Queuing at the moment on the Great North Road heading southbound just before the Black Hat roundabout and looking very heavy at the moment on the A1M heading southbound between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 7. The M1 on the speed sensors looking very heavy London bound between Junction 11 Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Queuing at the moment on the A414 in both directions between the Hemel Hempstead and also Leverstock Green Way. So far taking a look at the M40 looking slow heading northbound from the Denham roundabout and just coming off the A40 on the trains taking a look on First Capital Connect and delays there between East Croydon and London Bridge due to a signalling problem Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you very much indeed Nicola 08459 455555 A driver's union What do you think about that? Could it work? Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines MP to quiz police over antisocial behaviour. Government says passport office is coping and fresh search area in Hunt for Madeline McCann. BBC Three Counties Radio. The MP for Houghton Regis says he will take up specific cases of antisocial behaviour with Bedfordshire Police after a local cricket club were told to pay for security themselves after having matches disrupted by youths riding motorbikes across the pitch. Andrew Salou says the police have a large area to cover but told this programme sports clubs are an important part of the community. Local sports clubs like the Houghton Chargers, you know, they're providing something purposeful for people to do, aren't they? And, you know, this is exactly the sort of thing that actually prevents antisocial behaviours. I will take this up with Bedfordshire Police. I will take it up with Central Bedfordshire Council, the antisocial behaviour teams there, because we must get on top of it, and I'm determined that we will do that. The government says the passport office is coping with increased demand, despite hundreds of people complaining that delays are putting their holiday is at risk. The Passport Office said 97% of what it called straightforward applications were being processed within the target of three weeks. In the Commons last night, the Home Office Minister, James Brokenshire, said demand was higher than forecast. The Passport Office has faced an unusually high level of demand above forecast, but it has taken steps since January to deal with the situation by raising its level of output to meet that demand whilst maintaining the focus on public protection. A charity is warning of a marked rise in the length of time elderly people are held up in hospital while they wait for social care. Age UK says delays have cost the NHS over £500 million since 2010, with an average 30-day wait for patients who need to be transferred to a residential home. Police in Portugal have resumed their search in the holiday resort on the Algarve, where Madeleine McCann disappeared. Officers from the Metropolitan Police are expected to start working this morning. It follows several days of police activity on a separate site last Last week, from Prada Luz, Tom Burridge. Police activity has begun this morning on another grassy site. Just off a main road, less than a five-minute drive out of the resort in the opposite direction. Officers from Scotland Yard are expected to spend today and possibly Thursday and Friday searching this site and one other, seven years after Madeleine McCann went missing. 
Portuguese police say nothing of interest was found during last week's search. But once the searching this week is over, Portuguese police say they plan to interview several suspects. Luton Borough Council is funding various projects across the town after a budget underspend of £4 million. These include £300,000 for the restoration of Wardown Park suspension bridge and £600,000 on road repairs. And Buckinghamshire County Council is to receive an extra £2.5 million of government funding to help repair the county's roads. The council has made a successful bid to the severe weather recovery scheme set up after the winter floods. 65 Five sites have been confirmed in Bucks. Work will start later this month. In sport, Danny Welbeck is an injury down for England's World Cup opener against Italy on Saturday. The FA will give a fitness update later today. The weather, dry, warm and sunny, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I like the community feel, the shops, the schooling. It's just a lovely atmosphere, lovely place to live. It's all about where you live. It's got a really lovely feel, got lovely walks all around. And all this week, we're featuring Abbott Langley. Just a lovely village to live in. The best thing, I think, is the community. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past eight and Kelly Betts has just done something very, very silly. What did you just do, Kelly? I rang a guest. Yeah? She answered. And I said, hello, Three Counties. And she said, you just (laughs) rang me. (laughs) You silly sausage. Ah, bless her. Lots coming up in the last hour of the show, including pitch-wrecking... Speed humping. Oh, and also, where have you been on a school trip? I only got to go to Thorpe Park when it was historical. I never got to go to anywhere foreign or fancy. They kind of knocked that on the head when I was uh, growing up. You probably... Where did you go, Kath? Uh, Wales, Derbyshire, Normandy. Oh, Normandy. Uh, I bet that was fun, wasn't it? Well, I don't think I was of the age to appreciate it. You told me you found it very, very dull. Yeah. I went to Dunstable. Okie dokie. 08459 455 555 Across beds, hearts and bucks This is BBC Three Counties Radio You're my respect, Bath, yeah? Hello, Three Counties 08459 455 555 is the phone number Now at the start of uh, the week We spoke to the captain of a cricket club that plays in Houghton Regis, or at least they tried to, because for some time, kids on motorbikes have been using their pitch as an off-road track, and they don't give a monkey's whether there's a game on or not. Well, when we caught up with Houghton Chargers captain Aziz Chowdhury earlier this week, he mentioned something that we thought couldn't be right, that they were being asked to pay for police to tackle the problem. Well, in the last hour, Andrew Salou MP gave Aziz a ray of hope when he told this programme he's prepared to take up the cause. Well, Jan Cooper is a community worker advising Houghton Regis Town Council on community and youth matters. Morning, Jan. Houghton Regis Town Council, Jan Cooper speaking. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> Isn't Kelly Betts silly? <laughs> Isn't she a silly sausage? Well, well... I, did, I did say to Kelly, uh, you did ring me, Kelly. <laughs> She's going to be teased mercilessly, Jan. Thank you for that. <laughs> now, you must be familiar. We've had so many complaints about these bikers in Houghton Regis. You must be familiar with this as well. Can I tell you about my school trip, Ian? Oh, go on, where did you go? So, we did the school exchange to France. Yeah. 
and I think I was about 14 and obviously in France you have a couple of wines when you're 14. What? Well, you do. Okay, yeah, okay. It was only yeah. one wine yeah. and of course I went completely silly. My friends panicked yeah. and um, got the teachers in. Yeah. So, because obviously I shouldn't have been drinking wine. Now, were you you funny drunk or were you that kind of teenage really ill drunk? I'm really ill drunk. Yeah, yeah. Really ill drunk. So they called the doctor. Oh, no. The doctor decided I had appendicitis. What? I got admitted to hospital in an emergency ambulance. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I've really got to tell them that I'm just drunk. Um, I had an emergency operation and had my appendix removed. What? And I then got put into a ward with another young person, and um, they had German measles, so I then went and contracted German measles. That's awful. That's <laughs> all- so your, your appendix were absolutely fine? Well, I don't know. They, I got, don't know. they got whipped out, and then you got the German measles. <laughs> But Jan, but I don't know. And you're hang on a minute. You're supposed to be uh, a community worker advising Houghton Regis Town Council on youth matters. What I su- I'm advising I is when you're 14, don't yep. be drinking wine because you can end up with your appendix. You can out. end up with no appendix and, in a French hospital and German measles. So it's do as I say, not as I do from you, is it, Jan? <laughs> I learnt through experience, Ian. Unbelievable. Well, thanks for calling. Oh no, hang on a second. You're a guest. <laughs> Mode these bikes in Houghton Regis. Are you familiar with them? Um, couple of points of clarification. Your news item says youth, um, and it isn't youth. It's uh, grown men. We've heard it's a mixture of both. We've we've had accounts of of, of it being both, being uh, you know sort of teenagers and and you're right, blokes in their in their thirties and forties. It really isn't kids. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because we, we've had stories of we, we've had you know callers telling us it's kids. Okay, so what I'm saying is. You know, just like everybody else, maybe some of them as kids, but yeah. it's not a let's bash the kids story, right? These are adults that are doing this. Yeah. Um, we would really welcome the ray of hope of the local MP coming on board and, and helping us with this situation. Yeah. Um, you know, that would be fantastic. Any help? Well, Andrew Shalua said yeah, he said he's going to look into it and speak to the police, so that's yeah. something. Yeah, awesome. Um, it's pretty standard for sports organisations to have to fund their own policing, Ian. It's, that's not controversial. Well, no, but it, it surely is controversial, Jan. If, if you're playing a cricket match and some yobs... And I, 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 I'm not quite sure why you're reluctant to accept that the, the, the number of these are young people, because they are, we've been told. If you've got yobs riding motorbikes on a cricket match stealing the wickets, then surely the, the, and the police know this is happening, then surely they should turn up and, and sort it out. They absolutely should. Um, the other um, sort of perception that I'm getting from listening to your programme this morning is as though the bikers are targeting the cricket club. Yeah, well, the, yeah. Um, and um, I don't know that that's the case, really. The cricket occurs yeah. right in the centre of town. Yeah. Um, and the bikers are there 24-7 going backwards and forwards. And on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. the cricketers are there. I don't think that the that the bikers are particularly taking any notice of the fact that there's and and don't get me wrong, I'm well, not they're nicking, they're the nicking the wickets. They're, they're riding onto the pitch and nicking the wickets. It has been known, yeah. Yeah, so that, that I would say that that's targeting the cricketers. Yeah, well, 
On like, occasions, it has happened, but yeah. the, it's happening all the time. Not all the time, but it's not because oh. the cricketers are there. Oh, we know it's happening all over Houghton Regis, but it, surely that's even more reason for the coppers to be there. So, the town council ran a pancake race, um, and we had oh. the, the bikers come through. Yeah. I had to ring the police. The police responded immediately right. and came down straight away. Um... I don't, I don't get the point. Is, Sorry, what's the point? The point is that you said to me, "Well, surely they, the the police should be should be doing something about this." Yeah, and but if they know it's if they know it's happening, if they know there's a cricket match on, and yeah. that there's going to be some young idiot is going to come along on a motorbike and steal their wickets, then they should send a copper down there to stop it happening. Well, and then that, bang these and then bang these yobs up. Wouldn't that be absolutely wonderful wouldn't if it? we had the capacity and the resources? Just to stand there. Oh, so we just let them get on with it then, Jack? Let's just let them get on with it then. Let's let the, this cricket team get kicked out of the league and banned from all the tournaments, and just and, and then the, the yobs have won. The situation that we're in is that behaviour is happening. Right, so let's do what we can to stop it. Let's send, let's, let's send, let's send some coppers down to the, the, the match, let's get these kids, let's, let's nick their bikes, let's crush them, and let's stop them from doing it. Yeah, and two weeks ago, the police took... Three bikes yep. and crush them. Brilliant. Let's do. That. Let's have more of that. Okay. Where are we going to get the money from? Because it costs money. Oh. And the situation that we're in. So you're just saying because we can't afford it, we should. We can't afford it. We should just let them get on with it. That's no, crazy, not, Jan. That's no. crazy. I'm not saying we, we that we should just let them get on with it, but the common sense is and the practicality is that we don't have an endless pot of money, Ian. That the police so what's your suggestion? have experienced twenty five percent cut yeah, I know in that. Bedfordshire and so we've got limited resources. Those limited resources are well, gonna say to the community that we need your help. We need oh, your help. Community in. policing. No, Jan, listen, we know they've had cuts. Doesn't mean we should go soft on crime because they've had cuts. What are we going to do? At go what around point to these. Did I say go soft go on ra- crime? Well, you, you're letting them get away with it. What do we do? Go around to these people's houses and say, so come on then. What's the problem? No, Why are you doing do, this? What Let's we talk do, about it. What we do is we ask the community every single time that they see a, a, a motorbike incident, please ring. 101. Yeah, and then they get put on hold, or their phone call doesn't get answered, or they're ignored. Well, if you want to take the negative attitude... No, Jan, that's not my attitude. That's what people have told me on this show. They've dialed the number, they've been put on hold, they've had no answer, they've been told that they can't send somebody out. People have given up, Jan. The system doesn't work as it is, because they feel like they're not being listened to. Okay, that's a bit of a double-edged sword. So, I'm being accused of saying that... uh, I'm just letting them get on with it, and yet you're saying to me that people have just given up. Yeah, because well, the no, people Jan- have given up. They ca- they can't expect any. No, they've given up, Jan, because they dial one hundred and one as you've just suggested, and they don't get any response. Right. On occasions, one hundred and one, I accept, doesn't get answered. That which that is disgusting, is... which is disgusting. If people are phoning up because they want to report a crime and the number doesn't get answered, that's disgusting, isn't and it? And I'm sure that the police would completely agree with you on that, Ian. Right. But what we need to do, resources are allocated in response to what the community are asking for. OK, the community are asking for police officers to patrol this cricket match to stop yobs ruining their game. They're asking for police officers to stop these yobs, these young yobs, riding along on the streets, uh, b- uh, buzzing up to our women, walking their dogs, uh, and creating uh, havoc and misery for people. OK. And, and our resources can't stretch to stop that? 
not for the length of time that a cricket match well, lasts. Well, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. And they don't have to be there for the whole cricket match. They can pop along a few times. Or you said one oh, copper... OK, just... OK, let's look at that point. They can pop along a few times. So, the police will pop along a few times exactly when you ring them and tell them that the bikers are there. That's when they'll pop along. Just but they like don't, they but Jan... Along on my pancake race. Jan, they, they don't... Along. How long ago was your pancake race? Um, two hours. No, how long ago was your pancake race? On pancake day. Okay. Jan, <laughs> Jan, I was asking what year. No need to be sarky, love. <laughs> The police. Well, good for you because this is this isn't funny because they've called the police, Jan, and they're not turning up. So yeah, you were lucky they came to your pancake race, but they're not going to the cricket. Um, If the cricketers ring, hang on a second. Clay, you want to speak to Jan? Go on, Clay. Yeah, go on then. Uh, That'll be fine. In two thousand and five, because this is an ongoing problem in Houghton Regis. I was walking, uh, pushing my, my uh, daughter along in a buggy, um, going towards the cricket pitch. I was nearly run off the, ru- off the path by a couple of mopeds. I had to actually go into the grass. Got to the co-op as the, when it was fully standing. Uh, there was a police car there. So I said to them, hold on, there's a load of motorbikes uh, ride, riding around the thing. They've nearly run us off the, off the road. And the reaction from the police was, oh, well, there's not a lot we can do because every time we go up there, they just uh, ride out a different entrance of the uh, park. And that's the story, Jan, we've heard time and time again. OK. Oh, and I, I moved. So what Clay needs to do is photograph. Oh, not Jan. Not put himself Jan. in danger. Jan. No, no, no. And... no. I'm, I, can I speak, please? I went home. I said to the wife, that's it, because that was the third incident where I had reported it to the police. And I said, right, we're moving. 2006, we moved out of Houghton Regis. Mainly because I didn't feel safe in Houghton Regis. Clay, you should have taken a photograph, mate. That's obvious. Take a yeah, photograph, well, uh, send it into the police, see what they can yeah, do about Clay, it, and they Clay, can you're follow a, it up. Clay, you're a plum, mate. You should have... Forget, forget your little baby in the buggy. You should have taken a photo, sent it into the police, and wait for them to get back to you a few weeks later. Yeah, and uh, then report it to the police and be told as I did report it three times and be told when I saw police, there was a police car, two police officers at the co-op, which is only down the road, and they turned around and said, nothing we can do. Every time we go up there, they just ride out a different entrance to the park. And that's, Clay, thank you. And that's a story, Jan, we've heard time and time again. But so may I suggest are we that... The... Are we saying that we're not happy with our police force's performance? Is yes, that that's, that's, one of, that's one of the many things we're saying. I, I, I would suggest that perhaps when, when Jan Cooper calls up the police because her pancake race is being infiltrated by uh, motorcyclists, that they might react a little bit quicker than when just some bloke phones up and says our cricket match is being interrupted. I just rang 101, Ian. Yeah, they don't answer most of the time. But you just suggested it was I was getting special treatment. Yes. No, I just rang 101. Okay. Well, you were very, very lucky, and I'm surprised that you haven't got any empathy or sympathy for those other people that have, and that your best suggestion is take a photo and send it in. I'd be really disappointed if that's how I'm coming across. Of course I have empathy and sympathy, and of course I want to do everything that I possibly can to solve the problem. I thought it was interesting that Clay said that this was 2005. Yes, it's been going on for a long time. Um, it has. The, yeah, yeah. the council minutes show that in 1904... Jan, we're not going back to 1904. Uh, we haven't got time. I hope you've got your point across. We'd have had longer to talk if you hadn't gone about your boozy trip in France. 08459 555 Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Very heavy moving on the A1M heading southbound between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 7. Queuing at the moment on the A414 in both directions between Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and the Leverstock Green Way. The M25 heading anti-clockwise queuing between Junction 20 at Kings Langley and 16 the M40. And taking a look at the trains, delays have up to about 15 minutes on a first capital connect between East Croydon and London Bridge. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, it's coming up to 8.19. It's uh, Wednesday the 11th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The MP for Houghton Regis says he will take up specific cases of antisocial behaviour with Bedfordshire Police after a local cricket club were told to pay for security themselves after having matches disrupted by motorbikes being ridden across the pitch. The government says the passport office is coping with increased demand despite hundreds of people complaining that delays are putting their holidays at risk. An age UK is warning of a marked rise in the length of time elderly people are held up in hospital while they wait for social care. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I like the community feel, the shops, the schooling. Inviting everyone to where you live. Just a lovely village to live in. The best thing, I think, is the community. And all this week, we're featuring Abbots Langley. I think Abbots Langley's very nice. Very nice. You've got the local flower society, the horticultural society, the football clubs, cricket team. There are some lovely walks around here, you know, the local parks. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Got everything, all my infrastructure, all the families around here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I think that it's a vibrant village, that it still has an awful lot going for it. From BBC Three Counties Radio. I did not know, uh, uh, Tim, that you went to college with uh, Matt, who we've got working with, with us today. Yeah, with the Lockwood. Yeah. yeah wow, what, that must have been um, fun times. Yeah, yeah, it was really interesting times, particularly interesting. Did you, I mean, were you friends with him, or did you bully him? Um... Did I bully him? No, I didn't bully. I've never been a bully. No friends. I think we were quite good friends. Okay. Yeah, I found him quirky and, and interesting, and I think he's continued to demonstrate that uh, this morning. Okay. Do you want him on your show? Because mm. we, I mean, no. It'll be. It would really help me out. Yeah. Take him I'm, off. I'm always keen to help you out. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay, that's disappointing. What's on your show today? Well, from 11, of course, I'll be tackling your consumer, not literally your consumer problems, oh, that's um, but other people's. Okay. Um, also, oh yes, I'll meet a woman from Bedfordshire whose 85-year-old dad has been denied a blue badge despite the fact he can barely walk. Oh. He's speaking to her and looking to, the, to see why the council have made that decision. Uh, I'll hear from a couple with a baby on the way who are about to be evicted from a near-derelict farmhouse they've been forced to live in for the last few years. They're trying to avoid that eviction. Can I offer them any assistance? But on the big phone in at nine, the government is being urged to speed up plans to ban branded cigarette packets with campaigners warning that time is running out for action before the general election. More than 600 medical professionals have written to the British Medical Journal calling on ministers to publish draft regulations as soon as possible. Meanwhile, Simon Clark from the pro-smoker lobby group Forrest has told the BBC that the decision to remove colourful branding from cigarette packets should only occur if solid evidence is produced to show plain packaging stops children from taking up smoking. So my question this morning will be, do you believe plain cigarette packets will stop children becoming smokers? I haven't smoked for nine, nearly ten years, nine and a half years. Years. And every time we do a story like this, I really want a cigarette. I really fancy a little... Still, we get those cravings. It's not, really, it's not even a craving. It's just a... Oh, I fancy just having a cheeky little rolly. It's a cheeky one. You used to roll your own. <sighs> I used to roll my own, yeah. Yeah, with, with the, the gloves that cut off at the, the knuckles. <laughs> 
some step toe or something. Yeah, I no, imagine he's he was a, the, the way with your, your. Oh, get out of here, cheeky so and so. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. And breathe. Matt, where have you been? I've been doing a Vox. Um, just been speaking to, was it that councillor? OK, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a community safety meeting, so I'm going to go down to the next one and see what happens, really. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Not a yes. councillor, let's just say that. Oh, right, not OK. Can- Jan was uh, not a councillor. Right, no. Jan Cooper. Uh, community worker there advising Houghton Regis Town Council on community and youth matters. Right. so I'll go down to the next one and see... See what happens. I was surprised by the reluctance to accept that, that young people are doing this on bikes because well, we've had all, you know, I'm sure it's old people as well. We've had um, all sorts. Well, really. I kind of get it in a way in that she defends the rights of them as well as, you but, know, pulls them up when they, they've done wrong. But if it's not just young people, yeah. it's a bit lazy, isn't it, to suggest that it's just teenage yeah. jobs. If it's older people, that makes it more shocking. Like, imagine if it's pensioners, hell's grannies. That's. Well, apparently some of these adults have got their kids on the back. So it's, you know, <laughs> blame the parents. Oh the parents are there too. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Um, yeah, OK. Uh, Ian, uh, Sid says we should taser these jobs. No, we shouldn't. Uh, suggestion for the cricketers, make their boundary rope out of cheese wire. Do you get cheese wire anymore? Do you, oh, you, you're whispering. Do we turn your microphones off? No. We, I want what? Kelly to stop talking to me. Oh. <laughs> you don't get cheese wire anymore, do you? Uh, Did yeah, they ban it? Cheese shops. Oh, I thought they banned it because too many people were garroting each other. Oh. You don't get garroted anymore. Uh, I think you can be. I think you can still get it on the black market in that case, because I'm pretty sure garroting still happens. Um, John says, police charging. Ian, your, ga- your guest, Jan, says, sporting events pay for the policing use. Can you find out if and how much the big cycle race paid so the taxpayers know they're not being screwed over yet again? Um, Ian, why not claim police and other costs from the criminals that give rise to the costs? Michael in Bedford. Sorry, you're whispering again. We can hear I'm it. Not, you- I'm pointing to the thing. Uh, yeah, I'm whispering. I'm so, not whispering. That was a lie. Uh, we could hear it. I wasn't whispering. So do you want me hearing voices? Do you want me to turn shout. do you want me to turn your microphone off or not? No, it's fine. Carry on. Ian, I went to Boulogne and got a police escort back to the ferry and was quite upset most of the other natives couldn't even speak English, a disgrace. Matt, you've been on a school holiday. Uh, several. Where? Uh, France, Paris. To narrow it down. <laughs> uh, Robin Hood's Bane, that was nice. Robin Hood's Bane? Bay. Robin Hood's Bay, I missed that one. Yeah. Moved. Robin was it Hood's good? Bay, that was good. That's Yorkshire, isn't it? Yeah, that, I think but it was. But you're near, from Yorkshire. Near Whitby, that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we had a herd of cows that invaded the field and uh, destroyed uh, three or four of the tents, and, and somebody nearly got trampled in the, the furore. There's always an incident, I told you. There's always something on a holiday. What did you get up to in Paris? Did you get drunk? No, no, because I was quite young. I think I was in sixth form at the time. Well, I got sixth form? So you yeah. were 16 years old? 16 years old. That's old enough, isn't it? Not legally, kids. No, no, exactly. I was a good boy. We are allowed a bit of wine, I think. Um, the main issue we yeah. had when we went to Paris was lads buying knives. Right. Yeah, there's a, there's there's boys, a lot of knife action in It's France. either knives or pornography that you, you buy when you're a young man going on a school trip. Yeah. Remember it well, or both. If you're particularly weird. Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Glenn's in Leighton Buzzard. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. Glenn, what would you like to say? About that lady who rang in about the, the motorcyclists, etc., etc. Oh, that was, well, uh, that, was, she was our, that was our guest. That was, uh, that was yeah. Jan Cooper, yes. Yeah. Well, it, it happened in Northampton a few years ago, but what the police did is they went and bought some trials bikes. Oh, yeah. So they could, so they could go after them. Oh, beautiful. 
but what I what I said to Kelly is is that there are police resources. Take a few coppers out of the police vans that lay in the laybys and catch the, the motorist. If they were to do that, they'd have lots of people then. It's it, it's an odd one, isn't it? I, I wonder if it is as simple as just shifting, you know, police from the um, the, the, the moment on the M1. The last few days, there have been has been a police uh, car kind of pulled up on the hard shoulder in that little layby watching people. Is it as simple as just moving those coppers? To somewhere else to do so. something else. I don't know how it works. Well, there would be somebody that looks after the logistics side of uh, and deployment of officers, and let's deploy them to on a Saturday. They're going to be plain clothes. They could, as soon as it happens, they could make sure that the entrances and exits are all blocked up, so they've got nowhere to go. Glenn, thank you. Y- yeah, go, go and plain clothes. As soon as the yobs turn up, whip out the badge. It's, hey, look out! It's the feds. Ian, my daughter Hannah is concerned that you're angry today. I'm not angry, Sherry. I'm just... I'm, I'm, uh, no, I'm angry, actually. Yeah, no, I think about it. As your use of words heck and flipping are more than normal, so she's telling you off for using them. I'm so sorry, Sherry, but, you know, flipping heck. Get, get, get real. Get real, love. Can you say that to a child? Get real. Uh, no. Be kind. But flipping heck is the least of our worries, to be honest. You know what call blimey means? You know, you know what it means. Ke- Kelly, do you know what call blimey means? She's on the phone. She's on the phone. Matt, you know, must know what it means. No, no. You don't know what call blimey means? Call blimey, government. It's quite... It's, yeah. it, it, people sometimes... Older people still take umbrage at call yeah. blimey. Or call blimey. And they, they can, can, can complain. I discovered that word yesterday. Umbrage. Can I take... Never it? heard of it before. Archers, isn't it? Please. Yeah. No. Sorry? It's where they live. Excellent. <laughs> no, t- to take umbrage. Never heard of that word. Oh, Kath made a joke for me and... Never heard of it. I'm talking now. Kath made a joke for me and people over the age of 75. That's so sweet. Kelly... Do you know what call blimey means? Hi, princess. What? Uh, is it? It's offensive. Well, it is. It's yeah, like, it, it's saying Lord blind me. Yeah, oh, she's she's not um, as green as she's cabbage looking, is she? No, thanks. It's um, yeah, it's it's blasphemous, and it's you're blasphemous, saying yeah, he's got God, God blind me. Yeah. There you go, Matt. You learnt something from Kelly. Who would have thunk it? I like the way that Kelly's blocking him away from the microphone, <laughs> <laughs> and he's pushed her out of the way. I don't get this one from Steve. Which? If Spider-Man and Wonder Woman had an illegitimate child, would the offspring produce Wonder Web? Yeah. It's a sewing joke. What? Wonder Web is, um, you know, if your hem comes down on your trousers, rather than sew them, you can put Wonder Web in and iron it. And it oh, I, so the, the, the offspring would be able to do that. Well, no, because Spider-Man can't make Spider-Web. He's got a machine that does it. It doesn't actually yeah. come out of his... Wrist, so that doesn't, that's flawed. Plus, on. they're both far too busy for any of that. She'd never get any work done. Superheroes are always at it. They're like the munchkins, they just can't stop. Once you pop, you can't stop. What? Yeah, seriously. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Road heading southbound just before the Black Cat roundabouts, and heavy moving on the A1M heading southbound between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 7. The M1 looking heavy on the sensors between Junction 10 for Luton Airports and Junction 9 at Redbourne, and also in Harpington, heavy moving on St Albans Road, that's in both directions at Station Road, and queuing as well on the North Orbital Road just off the M25 in Brickettwood. Queuing on the M25 heading anti clockwise between Junction 20 at Kings Langley and Junction 16, the M40. The M40 itself looking slow, heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M25. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The MP for Howden Regis says he will take up specific cases of antisocial behaviour with Bedfordshire Police after a local cricket club were told to pay for security themselves after having matches disrupted by motorbikes being ridden across the pitch. The government says the passport office is coping with increased demand despite hundreds of people complaining that delays are putting their holidays at risk and HUK is warning of a marked rise in the length of time elderly people are held up in hospital while they wait for social care. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Danny Welbeck is an injury down for England's World Cup opener against Italy on Saturday. The FA will give a fitness update later today. If the Manchester United striker is ruled out, it will increase the chances of Liverpool winger Raheem Sterling facing the Italians. Meanwhile, Brazilian legend Pelé says he wouldn't be surprised if England reached at least the semi-finals of the World Cup. No, really. He's not surprised if you get it. England in the final, in the semi-final, no, it's not surprised it's if you get Italy in the semi-final because those teams, they are teams who normally come. But in the moment, in Europe, in my opinion, the moment is Spain and Germany. Andy Murray will begin his grass court season at the pre-Wimbledon Aegon Championships today. Murray, who appointed Amelie Moresmo as his new coach on Sunday, has won the Queen's Club tournament three times. In boxing, Watford heavyweight Anthony Joshua will fight Bedford's Matt Skelton on July the 12th. The Olympic gold medalist will face the veteran in Liverpool and says it's a fight which fits in with his long-term plans. Matt Skelton's first foremost. That's my job at hand. But um, two free flight plan, I think that'll take me to so that's be seven. That'll take me to double figures, which is when it's like, okay, Anthony, what are you doing next? Because five more flights, I'm going to be 15 flights in, and that's when it's going to get serious. And in cricket's minor counties championship, Bedfordshire drew with Suffolk at Luton, but Hertfordshire lost by six wickets to Cambridgeshire at Hartford. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555. Um, um, McCarpet Martin has tweeted in that what he. The, but contraband. Oh, we're talking about school trips. Could you not breathe so close to the microphone? Contraband. Uh, principal contraband on my 13-year-old French exchange with a red bang of fireworks and playing cards with sexy women on... <laughs> when I say sexy, I mean hairy. Now, 08459... Those are the back of our coach, too. 455, 555. Catherine, one question. Yes. Matt's in the studio with me now. Yeah, it's your P- turn. Pourquoi? Parce qu'on a eu suffisamment. Well, j'ai deux ans, Matt. Uh, and they say you're trying to dumb down the breakfast show. I mean, you learn French, don't you? You learn so many things, don't you, about superheroes? Who's saying I'm trying to dumb it down? Is it Roberto? No. Is it Roberto's team? No. Is it Coffer? No. Is it Coffer's team? No. Is it the boss? No. Is it you? No. Is it your missus? No. Then someone's saying it. I want to know who's saying it. <laughs> Why are you scared to say it? It was on Facebook. Three Counties Radio. People review the shows, don't they? Yeah, unbelievable. I know. He's coming to the studio and he's punched me in the face. <laughs> what a buzzkill. What a buzzkill. I just think you're highbrow. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I've come in to talk about this fox. Do what? I've been speaking to fathers in the streets of Luton, on the streets of How Luton. How did you know they were fathers? I went up to them and says, are you a father? Yeah. Some not, people... as, not, not as far, no, not as far as I know. <laughs> what that means is I've, I've had lots of unprotected sex. With, what it means is I've never slept with a woman. Basically, uh, ask fathers, me if I'm a father. Are you a father? No. 
You do. You, you are. No, I'm. Hang on. Do ask me again. Right. Is it a joke? Is it right? Okay. Are you a father? No. It's not as far as I know. Hey. Hey, hey lads. Hey. hey, lads. No, I've got two little boys. They're four and two. Shall we do that one again? Are you a father? Yeah, I've got two little boys. They're four and two. There we go. What's your point? What, what are you saying about my wife? What are you saying? As far as I know. No, ask me again. I've got another one. Right, go on. Uh, are you a father? Yes. As far as I know. Hey? Hey? Oh, hey? as far fathers I know. That is that the joke? No, the joke is I'm not. The, the joke is actually rude, actually, to, right. to, to my soulmate. So, a lot of things go over my head. Well, that's. I'm nothing. very simple. Yes, that, that could be true. So, why? Because of this thing in the papers about male bonding, bonding with your children. Yeah. And we discussed it, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> yes, we, other we did, yes. We did, Number we? 30, do a triathlon together. And I thought that was ridiculous because <laughs> which father, you know, really thinks I must do a triathlon Let's have a look at with um, <clears throat> my Tim's saying triathlon as much as he can, though he knows how to pronounce it. I can. <laughs> watching, uh, watching the... Ch- Number 10, watching the Champions League final. Nope. <laughs> Number nine, passing on DIY skills. What? Nope. Going to Wembley with your kids. Um, supporting the same football team. Um, gaming. Yeah, I'm in there. I'll have some of that. Fishing. Uh, I'm not going to go fishing. Watching <laughs> watching a rugby match. There we go. Watching a rugby match at Twickenham. Watching a test match at Lords. Here's another one. Uh, uh, playing on a radio-controlled vehicles. No, no, no. The kids just ruin it when you get the remote-controlled cars out. To the point now where I've got a really nice one and I pretend it's broken because I don't want uh, my boy... They just mess around with it. I feel the same with nice dolls with my girls. They strip them off. Might as well just give them with no clothes on. Uh, and some Ruined. boys don't want to do sports. I mean, I've never been sporting. <laughs> that Number sounds t- like a list that a woman's made up. Number she assumes yes. men like. Number 28, right? Hunting. What? I mean, who goes hunting? Apart from Earls. It's been commissioned by a whiskey. <laughs> Earls. Earls do Earls go hunting. Maybe they asked a significant number of Earls. And Lords. And Lords and Lords are leaping. Anyway. What- anyway, so, uh, yeah, some fathers and uh, here's what they had to say. That's what Justin says. Here's what they had to say. <laughs> I'm not going to fall for this one. I fell for it last week in terms of going silent... In fact, he's now leaving the studio. So I am now broadcasting live across the three counties area. So I'm going to go around the desk and play my own Vox. I think I just press play. Is that go? How old are your children? 25 and 20. When they were growing up then, how did you bond with them? What was the best part of being a father? Well, spending time and watching them develop. Obviously when they walk, when they crawl, all those early age things, when they're walking, then they start talking, then they don't stop talking. What was their first words? Oh, crikey. Probably was mum. Mum. Probably was mummy. How does that make you feel? That's fine, isn't it? (laughs) There's a list here in uh, one of the papers today. The 30 milestones for a father in terms of male bonding. My son's 20, so uh, him buying me a pint for the first time was pretty cool. Um, Instead of me always buying him a pint when he was like 17 down in the restaurant and having a drink. So that was quite nice. Did you go camping with him? No, we took him abroad. We're lazy. We did the hotel stuff, so we took them abroad on holidays and... uh, so as the other thing was with the kids, though, we, we, me and my wife, we dive, scuba dive, and taking them both diving and letting them learn to do that was quite good because then they become part of what we do. Oh, that's nice. Like that. My wife gets three counties red, yeah. Well, speaking to fathers this morning, are, are you a, a father? No, I'm not. All right, I'm okay. <laughs> it's holidays with the kids. I remember, yeah. Seeing them really enjoy themselves and relax. Did you have like funny moments on the holidays? Yes, yeah, a few, few. Uh, Can you tell us one? 
Well, I always used to have the Mickey taken out of me. Especially, especially when I walked into a lamppost and it was sort of the main talking point and the fun point of the holiday. You're a father of eight children? Well, I've got four of my own and four from my partner. What's the best part of being a dad for you with your eight children? They do look after me and I think the world of them and they do anything I ask. I mean, how have you bonded with them? What things have you done? Fishing, been on holiday with them. They come to Kenya with us to see us get married, me and her mother. Now we all bond together well. That must have been pretty special. It was special out in Kenya, you know, so uh, couldn't ask for a better time out there. Of course, we had our honeymoon, safari for the kids and all that, yeah. But now they've all grown up, all got married. Now I've got uh, six grandchildren, which I'm very, very proud of. Excellent stuff, Matt. Isn't that You're nice. still here! He has six grandchildren. Why are you? Why is he still here? I thought he'd gone. How lovely. He's well, still now here. you've shown him how to work the equipment, he exactly. won't be coming out. Exactly. I can control one fader and okay. press one button. Would, would you leave the studio, please? Really? Yes. I quite like spending time with you. Please leave the studio. I want to speak to, to Roger can in I Starbucks. Can I touch your face? No, oh, what? Can I touch your face? No, you can't touch my face. Out. All right, I'm going. I thought you might let me touch your face. Out! Oh, no, no, he's going to come in here. Yeah, it's your problem. That was no. awkward, wasn't it? Well, why would you want to touch my face, weirdo? You've got a very soft face, I, I imagine. Oh, hey, Matt. <laughs> Can I touch your face, Kelly? No. Oh, no. for goodness sakes. Roger's in Starbucks. Morning, Roger. Morning, Ian. You know, I come in halfway on your conversation. I've got the, not got the radio on, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, no, th- to what be honest, Roger, neither, neither have I. Don't worry, and you may not touch my face. What would you like to say? Oh, well, uh, you, they didn't inform you? Oh, dear, oh, dear. I, I was just just uh, walking around this morning, and a gentleman passed me coming in the opposite direction. Now, I cast your mind back 24 hours to our conversation about what it is to be British. Yeah. Oh, yes, oh, yes, 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 of course, yes. And the two points that I raised. Uh, it was, um, hang on a second, it was celebrating past glories, and um, I can't remember the other one. Mistrust, oh, the mistrust other one. of people who don't speak English. Something like that. But point one has become, this morning, highly relevant in that I passed a gentleman walking out as I was walking in, wearing a T-shirt, which simply said, England, 66. Oh, flip. Come on, get over it! Exactly. Have you got World Cup fever, Roger? Um, sort of. but, But not necessarily for England. Oh, who are you supporting? I'm supporting Russia. Um, yeah. So, you so you're, 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 support, you're supporting the dead air? That's going back even further. I know. That's how, Roger, thank you. That's how old I am. The dead air. That's how old I am. I learnt about the Deutsche Republik. Wow. Die dead air. Did you not learn about no. that? The wall come down by the time you did German. Uh, yeah. I, wow. I needed it for a year. Wow. Um, when I was in the sixth form. Got to be, though. <laughs> <laughs> Some, uh, if I ever swear on the radio again, it'll be because of you. <laughs> I really have to temper my language. I was a swat. What can I tell you? I wait four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. What are we talking about? Well, not a lot really. He was just kind of wittering on about anything. We, we're asking about school trips. Um, uh, where, where did you go and what booty did you get when you were there? I just remember them being very very boozy. Not the thought part one because I was about ten, but the the trip to London to see uh, um, some Shakespeare play, and we went to the science museum i remember being drunk in the science museum i must have got that picture 
because I look so happy and, and my eyes are just wide and glazed. And it's a little bit, the photo's a little bit blurry. Oh. I've got massive sideburns and it just sums up me at 16. Was it just you or were you there with a group of friends who were also in a similar state? Oh, yeah, no, we all went to the pub. We had, it was in London. We also went in another... T- Here we go. Right. So, have you ever seen <coughs> excuse oh me, the Beatles film Magical Mystery Tour? Yeah, I think so. <coughs> there is a dwarf in it. Right. There's a little a, a wee dwarf in it, right? Important, bear that in mind. I've got it. Flash forward uh, 20 odd years. Um, I'm in the heart of London's Leicester Square, just around the corner from Leicester Square, actually. Theatre Land. Theatre Land. We're on a school trip. We're in the fifth form. I remember it because um, uh, Samantha Butler is wearing uh, the, the, the fifth form school uniform, not the sixth form. Why? Because we're in the fifth form. Right. We're outside, you... okay. we're outside Les Mis. We're going to see... I dreamed a dream of times gone by When hopes were high and life worth living Theatre studies class or French theatre studies? Just, just for a day trip, isn't it? Yeah. When na 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 be forgiving Na 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 Turns out Russell Crowe wasn't so bad after all. So anyway, we're outside. We're outside the theatre, and um, this homeless guy, right, is having a go at Sam Butler, who I fancied. I was never in with a chance, but he was having a go at but really effing and jeffing. It was really, really nasty. He's a wee fella. I went, oi! I was drunk. <laughs> so I was full of it. We well, got free time on the school trips in London, so of course we went to pubs. Very foolish teachers. Very 15. foolish. Oi! Leave that out, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suddenly I'm the tough guy, right? And then instead of this, this little homeless chap, instead of um, saying, all right, yeah, sorry, he then turned around and started, started to threaten to um, smash my kneecaps. And I'm laughing because he's a wee fella, right? And we go, yeah, right. He said, but then he got really nasty, took yeah. a really dark turn. And he said, I, will, I, have, um, I have killed people for the craze. The Cray twins, not just for the being crazy. All right. I will smash your kneecaps. Wow. I will kill you. Oh. I will destroy you. Okay. In right. which order? In, in, in any particular order. It doesn't matter. And did he? No, he didn't do that. Oh. But it was actually really scary. Mm-hmm. And my, suddenly I sobered up very, very quickly. Uh, and it, it got quite nasty and it got quite unpleasant. Scary. We went and saw Les Mis. We had a laugh. We chucked things at the cast. Great, great fun. But there was always that, that, that kind of sad... Waiting for you outside. There was that dark feeling. Yeah. Got home, it was fine. Two days later, it's Sunday. Yeah. The Sunday papers come out. Yeah. I didn't read them. Monday, we're at school. Malcolm Richmond. He was the fellow that, I think it was this trip, actually, he bought um, a copy of Escort. Richo. He comes in. We could just call him um, Googles, because he wore glasses. Yeah, of course you did. He comes in with a copy of the News of the He's World. He's read the paper. He's read the paper. He's got glasses. He says, ear ruggers. Have a look at this. There's my name. He opens it up. The, the miniature tramp <laughs> is in the newspaper. For intimidating school no, children. He's died. Oh. It turns out he was a killer for the craze. He used to kneecap people, and he was the midget that was in the Beatles film A Hard Day's Night. Ladies and gentlemen, I was threatened by someone who used to kill for the Cray Twins. How did he die? 
Just like boozy and stuff, I guess. I don't really remember. Well, that's a story. That's one of the best stories you've told. Uh, I've, I've just, that is a story. I switched off a lot through it, but in the end, it, it was worth it. In the end, it all worked out. Was Samantha all right, though? <laughs> yeah, she was fine. Although, when I went to sixth form college, a few years later after failing my A-levels, her boyfriend, Rod, was cheating on her. <gasps> I told her he was cheating on her. He beat me up. Oh, did you tell her so that she would go out of yeah, you? Yeah, completely. No, I just didn't like Rod. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M heading southbound, rather heavy moving at the moment, between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 7. The M1 heading southbound, very heavy at the moment, and that's between Junction 10 at Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Very heavy moving at the moment as well on the North Orbital Road, just off the M25 in Brickett Wood. And in Watford, it's rather slow moving on Exchange Road, just around Upton Road because of an earlier accident. Queuing on the M25, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 20, Kings Langley, and Junction 16 for the M40. So far taking a look at the trains no reported problems or delays nicola richards bbc3 counties radio thank you nicola 847 it's wednesday the 11th of june i'm ian lee these are your headlines on bbc three counties radio the mp for houghton regis says he will take up specific cases of anti-social behavior with bedfordshire police after a local cricket club were told to pay for security themselves after having matches disrupted by motorbikes being ridden across the pitch The government says the passport office is coping with increased demand, despite hundreds of people complaining that delays are putting their holidays at risk. And Age UK is warning of a marked rise in the length of time elderly people are held up in hospital while they wait for social care. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Kate? 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 Hello, is that Kate? Who's that? It's me. Who are you? Hello. Who? Who are you? I'm here. Okay, do you want to do the weather, Kate? No. What? Well, someone's got to do the weather. What? Did you just drop one? (laughs) You did, didn't you? About wind turbines, didn't you? There we go. It's going to be windy today. (laughs) You just cut the cheese live on air. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. On Friday, as part of our big tour, I'll be in Abbots Langley. To see the whole village buzzing is fantastic. I'll be based at Henderson Hall on the High Street, where I'll be meeting some of the locals. Local flower society, the horticultural society. A lovely village to live in. Finding out about some of the amazing local charities and the history of this lovely Hertfordshire village. Nick Coffer. Live in Abbots Langley for our big tour, Friday from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> that has made me laugh far more wow, than it man. should do. I'm a 41-year-old man. The thing is, I'm used to those noises. I've got two young boys constantly getting that. But something I love the, uh, <laughs> the tone of his voice when he realised he'd been rumbled. Has he now gone? I think no. he's still there. All right. Ken? Yes, darling. Have you cleaned up? Bless you. <laughs> Oh, all right. That's... Oh. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> oh, Ken, Ken, Ken. Let's um, stop. Oh, it, come Ken on, now. Ken. Now, for goodness' sakes. Together. Right, Ken. What have you called in about? <laughs> on about them blooming coffers. What? 
I've told you before. The police are all on the front line. Doing what? I don't know. Looking after Mr Cameron, most probably. Well, good for them. That's what they should be. Did you see after that poor soldier got killed? Oh, blimey. So that's we've taken a serious turn very quickly. Well, um, this is serious, because... Question times today, you'll hear him say we've got more police, yeah. more nurses, more doctors. Yeah. Where are they? There was 22 guarding Mr Boris the day after. Yeah. So, where are they? But it's right that they should, that the police should protect important political or, or figures if they feel that they are under threat. Two of them. What? Not 22 of them. I mean... How many police does it take to protect Boris Johnson? Well, it, there was 22 when he turned up the next day. How many would you like to see protect him? Two. You reckon that'd be enough? Oh, yeah. If some jihadis wanted him, that would, two would be enough, would it? Oh, yeah. Yeah? But listen, if the cricket club formed a company, hired the police, and then went into liquidation, so they only had to pay them ten pence in the pound, like football clubs do... Yeah. Down, done it. So why can't they do it? Well, it's just a small cricket club. I they've not got... I don't think they've got a particularly big budget. Ian. Hello. The other week I, I rang you. Yes, sir. I told you about that police car stopped in the traffic and the bikers were going across Lucy Park and he said, I can't do nothing, I'm on my own. <laughs> yes. It's a great big car Sorry. like that. Yeah. So why can't they get a couple of scrambler bikes and chase the blooming... Um, I, I don't know if it's as simple as that, Ken, but we'll certainly put your point um, to someone. Point is, Ian, yeah. we're lambasting the wrong people. <laughs> we want to get on to the MP and tell them. Lambasting? I don't think anyone's ever said the word lambasting before. It's like etc. You're not supposed to say it. You're supposed to write it. Well, you know what I think. Unfortunately, Ken, I do. Thanks very much for calling. I wait four five nine four double five five double five. It's um, that was from from uh, light and fruity to uh, dark and heavy very very quickly, very quickly, wasn't it? I, I, I prefer you've got to slow things. You can't just do a U turn on a busy road. You've got to slow things down. Yeah. Indicate. Give us some warning that you're going to do that. Yeah, exactly. You can't just <laughs> either of those. Kelly, things. what are you doing to my computer? Huh? What's happening to your computer? What, what, what are all these clips? Oh, oh, that's for the podcast. Okay, well, what are they doing here? That was just so I could drag them onto your cartwheel. Why are you saying? Why are you saying it on air? Well, well okay. got nothing else. This saying the, a lot of things on air. This is what you've been saying. Have you just had a steam? There we, oh, for goodness sake! These are. I've clipped some of your brilliant questions from this week. Okay, let's have a little. Brian, are you wearing a belt? Yeah, I, I've not yeah. got a belt on, and that's going to annoy me. I've got to go to Manchester without a belt. Well, Sue Clark is chairing the action group against Cranfield Turbines and joins me now. Morning, Sue. Good morning, Ian. Sue, what's your beef with turbines? That's a good that's question. That's my favourite question. That's a good question. What's the point of domes? Here we go, you see. That was clever, what's the point of domes? Shaka laka boom boom. That wasn't oh, clever. That's not in it. <clears throat> I'll do the front pages, shall I? Yeah, someone just phoned up and asked who we. Is it the day for yeah. ringing people up and then asking you, acting as if they rang you? Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Yeah, give us a ring. Why, what did she say? Who's that? Right. Well, she rang us. What's on? So the I sh- said, "Who's that?" Yeah, you, you threw. You held a mirror. Phone down. You held a mirror up to Medusa, and it killed her. Uh, what's on the show tomorrow, Catherine? The, the show that is being produced by political reporter Paul Scoynes. Don't worry, because that does sound quite dull. But Catherine Boyle is presenting. You feel the nerves? No, I'm all right. What's on the show tomorrow? Um, no interrupting. Um, no. 
Um, Is that a dig at me? No. Was that a snort? I haven't finished. Okay. Kels wants to say something. Ken's poem. Ken's poem. Are you going to have it on the radio? I'm intrigued to know as to what when in the road they bravely stood. Wow, guys. uh, You're going to get poetry live on the radio tomorrow, huh? Um, We're also going to... There's that number again, and they they want to know who we are. Hang on. Hello, three counties. You want to speak to Catherine? Can Can I ask who's calling? Put them through. Hello? Hello? This is what's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to be a bit like this. The son is... uh, uh, Oh, they've gone. Yeah, that's what happened before. Is Matt working on your show tomorrow? No. Good. Oh, actually, I think you are, aren't you, love? I think so. That's so. So it's it's local. It's local radio, but just not local to this region. It'd be local to Barnsley. <laughs> so if you're from Barnsley, you might want to listen tomorrow. I should stream this on to web. When well, I got 56k dial up, but I can't listen to it. Keeps stopping and starting. Can't wow. even burn a CD. Not even got a CD. What's a CD? Use them as coasters <laughs> around our mams. Um, exclusive show gets spicy. It's quite hurtful, I find, don't you? Use them as coasters round out mum's house. Want a cup of tea? I've not got any tea. You have to have some dirt. Get boil, boil kettle and put some, put some dirt in cup. Won't no difference from down south, isn't it? Can you ring in tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. As an ordinary. This is my this is my plan tomorrow. Shh, don't tell Paul. Right. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm, coming in. I'm not doing it now. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm assuming that Paul will be doing the paper review in here with Catherine. Right? Yeah. I'm going to phone up, yeah. and I want you to say specifically, yeah. Paul, we've got a call for you. Someone wants to speak to you. Okay. You put me through to him, I don't say anything. <gasps> and then at the end, 1-0. Yeah, exactly. Yeah? You up yeah. for that? Yeah, yeah. Don't tell him. But you'll be stopping all my callers from getting through. <laughs> oh, Catherine. It's, you've got to build up a relationship with the listeners. They've got to feel they can trust you and uh, really relate to you before but they, they still phone you. start to call. No, before they start to call in. I've been here doing this show for almost, almost two years now. And they really do feel they can trust me and they can empathise with my point of view because I'm just a normal guy like them. I would just not put too much weight on getting calls tomorrow, Catherine. I don't. Put too much think... weight on? What are you saying? Um, well, I'm saying you could. You know, um, but I just I don't think you're going to get any calls tomorrow. Well, Dave Luton said he'd ring. Okay, apart That's from one. Dave, apart Ken, from Dave Ken, Luton. Ken's already booked his phone call in. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're set. You'll get that pervert that drives a truck, and that'll be it. Lovely. Chris the trucker. Yeah. Trucker Chris, I'm counting on it. That's a show, as far as I'm concerned. Be exclusive. Show gets spicy. Beware. They're giving you clues as to what they're talking about. Scary Mel mm. to be X Factor judge. I don't understand. And there she is. She's doing that. She's one of the luckiest women in showbiz. I know she's got lots of drive and she probably went to a lot of auditions as a child. But really, a talent judge. She's been doing it. She's been doing it in another country. I know. Can I, can I say balls? Um, not again. I'll let you. OK, well, I've said that word, so I'm going to miss it out of this sentence. There's a lovely... Someone's put up a fake blue plaque for Rick Mail. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah, this? yeah, yeah. No, you can say that because you're reading from this... Uh, well, can I say it? Because it does mean it's still rude. Well, um, say bleep. OK, so you know what the word is. The word is balls, OK? OK. For, well, don't okay. say it again. So someone's put up a, f- a fake blue plaque in London for Rick Mail. It's, it's entitled True English Heritage. Rick Mail, 1958 to 2014... Punched his friend in the bleeps on a bench near this spot. Oh, Isn't that good? Sweet. Who are, who are those people? I'm going to look up the True English Heritage. That's a great thing to do. Anyway. Buy those plaques. Do your own. Exclusive. Show gets spicy. Beware. So they're giving you clues. Spice. 
be. Mm, mm, mm. And the story then continues. Scary Mel is to be X Factor judge. And there she is, she's doing the X with her arms. Mel B will today be unveiled as the fourth X Factor judge after signing a £1 million deal last night. Unveiled like she's standing completely still underneath her. Do you remember when um, Michael Jackson came out? <clears throat> Um, to announce his O2 concerts. They unveiled him, didn't they? They, they did, didn't they? Did they? Him, yeah. Didn't Dermot O'Leary unveil him? Mm. Hi, fans. It really is me. Is that Dermot? <laughs> yeah, it's Dermot. That's a Dermot talks in. in uh, that's his real voice. <laughs> the stories right. I could tell you. I think that's enough. Yeah, we done? Yeah. We filled it? Yeah. Matt, do you want one, one word of wisdom? No. Nope. Got any? He's shaking his head? No. You can try and say triathlon again. Triathlon. Do you want to try and say it like a normal person? Triathlon. There we go. Good luck. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still rather slow moving on the Great North Road heading southbound just before the Black Cat roundabouts. The M1 is heading southbound very slow moving between Junction 10 at Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Queuing at the moment on the A41, that's heading southbound between the Hemel Hempstead turnoff and Junction 20 of the M25. The M25 itself looking very heavy at the moment on the sensors between 20 at Kings Langley and 16 at the M40. And in Boringwood, very slow moving on the Barnet Bypass heading southbound between Barnet Lane and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much indeed. Right, that's it. That's your lot from us. Do stick around because Tim is coming up next, sitting in for JVS. I'm off for the next two days, but, 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 you'll have Catherine Boyle presenting the show. It's going to be excellent. I, for one, shall be listening and calling in. I'm, I'm getting told not to, but I will. It'll be brilliant. Uh, see you on uh, Monday. Yes, ta ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, good morning. It's the JVS Show. I'm Tim Wheeler, standing